Like, I'm going to get you, Vladimir. I'm going to get you. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Sunday, September 23rd, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 446. This is No Agenda. Not even a nominee for the 2012 Lennon Ono Peace Prize, but your loyal slave here in the capital of the drone, Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where apparently I'm mumbling, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> Again, one of those non-sequiturs that people who didn't hear the pre-show just won't be able to appreciate. Exactly. It's no good. Well, maybe I'll get him to show Letterman up. does. I mean, he has no problems. People don't complain. Yeah. Well, he also makes, uh, what, $20 million a year? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe we should do more of that. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> oh, my goodness, my goodness. So much going on and so good to be back at Camp Mofo here, John. Uh, you, did you go to any good restaurants in Chi-Town? Um, let me see. We went to we went to this breakfast place, which I don't I don't know if it's a chain or if it's a... Have you ever heard of Yolk? Yolk. I-O-L-K? Yeah. No, but the yolk's on you. <laughs> uh, that was really that was a nice breakfast place. We um, uh, let me see. We went to an uh, an Italian place. I can't remember. We had a we had a burger at the Ralph Lauren restaurant. Just sounds, sounds like you went to nothing. Yeah, well, we did. It was work, you know. I show up. It was like. We were tired and, you know, got up uh, early, went to the conference, and it turned out to be really good. So everything with the timing was all messed up, and we stayed there for hours and hours um, just because we, we liked it. And that, you know, kind of messed up food and everything. On the way back, though, nice uh, from uh, Chicago, uh, we did our Austin trick, and we went through the priority first class line at TSA with our coach tickets. I love doing that. You know, cause it's it, funny. And they even, yeah. they even have an airport person standing there and with Mickey, it, I, I don't know, man, she, she just goes like priority. <laughs> you know, normally they want to see your, your ticket or something. Just goes priority. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And they open the, open the rope. <laughs> we go right in. Ah. You know, if I do that, it's like priority. They're like, oh yeah, you get out, douchebag. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, why don't you show me your ticket, douche? <laughs> yeah, well, she has a she has an aristocratic look about her. But I think if, it's just it's just the attitude. If, you know, well, she's tall and she's aristocratic and she's got an attitude, right? They, exactly. Well, yeah, they're, they're, it's like go. walking around, walking. You grab a clipboard, yeah, and you can go anywhere. If you're like, you know, you can just go into a factory, just walk in with a clipboard. Oh, we went to uh, Blackbird. And a hard hat. You got it made. <laughs> <A> hard hat. <laughs> hard hat and a clipboard. Hard hat. <laughs> and you can go anywhere. That's true. Wouldn't even. And then, and then, you know, just like walk through the magnetometer. There were two lines and they were shuttling everything. We just went up there, just went to the mag- magnetometer. Oh, okay. Yeah, you come on through. So it was very nice going back. It was just. This is almost like the, the scene in the Star Wars movie. Uh, which one? Yeah, these aren't the drones you're looking for kind of thing. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I do like, I'm going to try the hard hat and a clipboard. I'm going to see how far we can get with that next time. <laughs> you're so right, though. And and just some kind of badge. Just something dangling on a, on a, on a rope. Yeah, actually right, a there. couple of different badges and a, yeah. a couple of card keys. Yeah. This is all hanging there. So even though it was really nice to be in Chicago, it was also uh, fantastic to just be, you come back to Austin, it's just like, 
Ah, just a breath of fresh air. Just you know, one, at one of the hackers conferences, because I ran into the guy who had one of these cards. They had they had deconstructed most uh, airline personnel cards, uh-huh. and they created these cards for for the people that went to the conference. Mm-hmm. And it was it never it wasn't a, a forgery or, at all. It was a complete reconstruction from scratch of a card. What a card might be like, and it had your picture, and then it had a blue stripe. Okay, a, hor- a kind of a, a stripe that went from corner to corner, and yeah. then it had a number. Yeah, and it had all these things, and it said you could get you could get to the damnedest things with this. Oh car. yeah, it, oh, just by flashing it, right? Yeah. So it, I wasn't going to play this until later, but now that we're talking about TSA, um, I got a number of clips from a rather long um, congressional or Senate hearing, I should say, uh, on Department of Homeland Security, and we had. Um, uh, Lucy Napolitano there, of course, representing the TSA. We had Olson, the director of the uh, National Counterterrorism uh, Unit, uh, who we have to talk about later. And then uh, Mueller himself wasn't there, but his uh, assistant director for the FBI. And this is the Lieberman thing where he's in charge. And, oh, man, he's such a dick. He's just like, you know, why don't you just go up and blow these three people at the same time? Because that's all that this thing really was. Like, you're so great. We're so safe because of you. Thank you so much for your service. It's so fantastic. I love you. That's all that it is for like three hours. But uh, Lucy, at the very end there, she came out talking about how awesome the new initiatives are for TSA. And I want to roll that clip out a little bit earlier in the show so we can enjoy that. Well, um, I think this, the whole aviation sector demonstrates the necessity to have a layered approach so that if uh, someone or some group is able to evade one layer, another layer can pick them up. And it, This is just like an onion, baby. It begins fundamentally with good intelligence, uh-huh. uh, good intelligence sharing with our international uh, partners. So smart. You know, first she jerks everybody off, and then she's going to go jerk off herself to let you know how great she is. Good intelligence sharing with uh, within the aviation sector. Good intelligence sharing among the federal family. Yeah. Oh, the federal family. Oh, the federal family. <laughs> I'm just jerking the federal family. Uh, it goes to the standards that we uh, require for planes bound for the U.S., both for passengers and for cargo. Yeah, we saw those at Amsterdam Airport where there's like nothing. Like, oh, you don't want to go through the scanner? Okay, or whatever. Yeah, just let me touch you briefly. All right, it's good. There's no standards. Liar. And how we inspect uh, those standards, it goes to uh, what we ourselves uh, require of airport and airport authorities that control, say, the perimeter uh, of uh, the airport. Oh, the perimeter. Oh, getting closer to the real nitty-gritty here. Uh, we've had one or two instances of breach this last year. We've jumped on both of those. But doesn't it sound like a board meeting? You know how you have a board meeting? You know, the funny thing is, I, so I'm going to the Seattle airport. Mm-hmm. And they took the car rental thing, which used to be just walk across the thing and right in the main parking lot, right there. You just walk across the terminal, you go, go across the right. drive, and you're in a yeah. car. Now you have a whole perimeter thing? Now, no, but worse than that. They've moved it like five miles away. <laughs> you got to get on a bus, and then, the, and then there's this huge facility that is like a joke because it's like empty but it's like huge and they and around the thing they've got this crazy kind of netting i guess to prevent if something explodes Ah. it gets caught in the netting oh okay well when is the last time somebody blew up a car parking lot in the united states 
Um, what's this going to protect? It's not going to protect anything. I mean, this is unbelievable. Well, no, this no, is, no. This, this is, is this a is, perimeter. They're making all these airports do this perimeter crap. <laughs> this is not unbelievable at all. Wait until we get to the good stuff. This isn't unbelievable. This is already believable because you know it. But now just go back to my thesis here that this sounds just like a Silicon Valley board members meeting. Yeah, we had, and your revs were down, but we jumped on that. We took care of that right away, so everything's all groovy. It's going to be a great quarter. Listen to it. Airport and airport authorities that control, say, the perimeter uh, of uh, the airport. Uh, we've had one or two instances of breach this last year. We've jumped on both of those uh, to see why and what corrective measures needed to be taken. It Doesn't that sound just like a board meeting? Yeah, it doesn't. The, the, the breach was some drunk, I think, who was wandering around <laughs> exactly. the tarmac. Hey, where's, where's my buddies? And they were, he was put out there by some clowns. You know, hey, get out there. Those two, when you get into the airport, uh, what you see in the area before you get to the gate, uh, what you may not see in the area before you get to the gate. Ooh, it's what we may not see because, of course, what we don't see is actually really there. It's the magical what you don't see but cost a lot of money stuff. The construction of the gate itself. Whoa, the construction of the gate itself. They're going to change that, apparently. What gate? The gate. When you go to the gate to board your plane. Why? Oh, pfft, listen up. Uh, with the new technology. This new technology what, coming. This, what, what new technology? Oh, it's the, it's the new technology. This is very promising. It's on the way. Shh, shh. Uh, and then things that we are uh, doing in the so-called sterile area where... Oh, it's like, like jamming uh, st uh, st strips of uh, litmus paper in people's drinks. Even though we call it a sterile area, there's still a lot of work uh, underway and different things that TSA does on different days at different times in different places. <laughs> Let me just get this right. Uh, we have new technology coming at the gate. In the sterile area, which is essentially after you've been through all of this bull crap, now they're doing different things on different days and different initiatives that we can't really talk about, but there's all kinds of things we're doing. In the yeah, sterile area. you're in the area. sterile area, aren't you sterile? No, she's, she's saying it. So even though we call it the sterile area, we still have work to do. To increase uh, security. So To increase security! We're on the it's, wrong side of this game. It's an entire layered approach. Um, one of the layered. things I uh, think has really helped, and I think American passengers will begin seeing the benefits if they haven't already. Oh, oh what benefits? Be benefits coming. Hold on. What benefits? What benefits? <laughs> benefits what are you talking about? What benefits do you have of being harassed? No, no, What's no. The You're not... You're not on board with the program. Oh, listen up for your benefits, slave. Is moving to a risk-based approach where uh, if we have pre-knowledge of a traveler and we have their biometrics, uh, they will be, you know, they are able to, to go through the air. She's just blathering. Shut up. Port and go through customs, whatever, more quickly. So they want your biometrics because you're holding up the line. So we're really encouraging that. That takes pressure off of uh, the lines. Oh, take pressure off. You know, you're not a good citizen if you don't uh, get your, if you don't hand over your biometric data and take pressure off the lines. Second thing that's going on oh. is uh, a lot of uh, technology research to oh. see if. Uh, in this country where we have the world's best scientists and engineers, we can devise a system that's e even more efficient for travelers and yet deals with the, the evolving threat. Research cycles take evolving time. Evolving threat? Yes, evolving. 
What evolving threat? It's evolving. It's, it's getting bigger every day. System that's e- even more efficient for travelers and yet deals with the, the evolving threat. Research cycles take time, <laughs> uh, but there is some very interesting work underway in that regard. Very, very. She says nothing. <laughs> There's very interesting work underway in that regard. But uh, as you know, uh, uh, John, uh, research cycles take time. <laughs> This is what I mean. The whole thing was one big blowjob, but our Senate sits there and goes, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Micah yeah. there? No, no, no. This is uh, this is Lieberman's thing, man. This is a very small group. And he's oh, got... Lieberman. And he's, and he's, yeah, and he's, he no, listen to who he has. He has um, the guy from Hawaii, Coco yeah. or Kokomo, whatever his name is. Inuit, no? No, no. He's a real loser, the, the dude. Other guy. Kaka? Kaka, that's the guy. Kaka and he Kaka don't know cuckoo. He's just like uh, I'd let, I I took He sounds like you know he, he doesn't speak English. He literally does not speak English. This guy, but we'll get to him later. Actually, I could just play. Just listen to Lieberman. Be so afraid. Here's his intro to this thing. Represent the most significant reforms of America's uh, national security. Um, organizations since the 40s, the 1940s. You guys rock. Uh, at the beginning of the Cold War. And it's not uh, coincidental since after yeah. 9-11 we understood that we were facing a very different uh, threat to our, our national security and with an intensity that we hadn't experienced through mo- most of American history, a very real threat to our homeland. What intensity? <laughs> During the 70s, they were, they were hijacking planes left and right and flying They were hijacking Cuba, embassies. As many of us might recall. Yeah. And they didn't go through this rigmarole at that time, this crazy no. fascist thing. But dig this. Dig- and it's not nearly as intense as it was back then. But, but here he is. Here's Lieberman going, guys, so... So awesome. I really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, security. So uh, as I as I look back, I really want to, again, thank again, you, again. your predecessors uh, in each of these roles with oh, the FBI. Oh, it's oh. Bob Mueller's he must pretty- have a special. They gave him a special badge. <laughs> of course. Well, he's, 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 he's going to blow Bob Mueller. In each of these roles. Bob Mueller wasn't there. No, no, that's why he's blowing him. On the FBI, it's Bob Mueller's pretty much been there the whole time. Yeah, he's pretty much been responsible for all this bull crap. I mean, how coincidental? Why are we laughing about this guy? Is that the Bob Mueller that was supposed to be uh, because yes. of the problem with the FBI having the ten, ten year limits? Ten year limits. Yeah. They, they still in because yeah. uh, the guy who came in two they months. Cut the limit down to six. Yeah, the, the guy who came in two months before nine eleven by coincidence, and then they extended his stay after the uh, the set term of ten ten years. Yeah, that guy, that Bob Mueller. Time, and the and guy the, that hangs out at Facebook. That's the guy. Thousands oh, that guy. of. Uh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> he's, he's probably okay to have a drink. <laughs> Quiet now. Employees who work. Thousands. Uh, under you, because I think <laughs> under your Janet. All right, let's play. We're killing this question because of all that the three organizations represented here before us have done. The American people have been much safer uh, here at home <laughs> than we otherwise would have been we the american people would have been what evidence is there for this what evidence is there for that accusation for that assertion that we're much safer 
Much, much safer. Well, let's listen. If you uh, had not existed. If you had not existed. In fact, if, if, if Janet Napolitano had not been conceived, we would not be this safe. So uh, with a lot of uh, gratitude, I thank you for uh, that uh, remarkable transformation. Oh. Um, we've made a lot of progress. Uh, we, we've kept the, uh, Here comes. the enemy away uh, for most of the last 11 years. The, the most significant, um, I put it a different way, the, the most lethal threats on our, our attacks on our homeland have actually been carried out, as we know, by homegrown terrorists, uh, Hassan at Fort Hood and uh, Bledsoe. I find it very interesting that the only two homegrown attacks he mentions are Fort Hood and uh, and the one in Arizona. He doesn't mention anything else. At the Army recruiting station in uh, Little Rock. Uh, uh, and the one sorry, in Arizona, well, no, no, that Arkansas. was a terrorist Arkansas. attack. Arkansas, Arkansas, I'm sorry. It was some Arkansas. guy trying to kill someone. It's Arkansas. like calling every murder in Oakland a terrorist attack. It was Arkansas, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, not Arizona. Oh, but well, it's the same thing. Same thing. But, uh, you know, the battle goes on. Oh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to reach a conclusion other than it will go on. Uh, for um, a long time, Forever. obviously, we hold this hearing today um, still <laughs> for a very long time. Obviously, it's obvious this is going to go on for a very, very long, long, long time. Be very, very, very afraid. Yeah, so there's more, but we'll get to that later. In the morning to you, John it's C. Kind of a disgusting. I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's depressing. No, you want hey, to talk about it. In the morning it. to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships and sea, boots on the ground, subs <laughs> in the water, and feet in the air, along with our No Agenda Knights who are out there religiously helping us. Yes, and uh, we will be uh, talking about it more because yeah, we have to talk about uh, Olson and uh, and uh, and uh, what that guy's all about. Hey, by the way, also in the morning to all of our human resources uh, who have uh, been uh, yucking it up with us in the chat room there, noagendachat.net, noagendastream.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Oil, Void Zero, Gitmo Slave, for keeping, uh, keeping us on the air. We've discovered something pretty uh, interesting. Um, you know, now we have switched over. All of our MP3-age comes from uh, infrastructure run by No Agenda-related producers. And apparently, we're, we're, we're trying to figure this out, but somewhere in uh, iPhone iOS 5, um, and I think it's with either, uh, there was a bad iTunes release, but that's kind of like one of the most recent ones. Uh, it, uh, it, when it goes to download a podcast, it actually winds up downloading it 10 times. Well, that's no good. Well... It's for us. It's you know obviously it's not good, but think about people who have data plans. Oh, it looks like a scambola. It could be a scam. Well, I don't know if it's a scambola. Well, but yeah, because uh, Apple gets a piece of the of the uh, oh, really? AT&T action. Oh, really? They, a piece of the actual data action, huh? Well, they get some sort of. They have a crazy deal that's uh, very unusual. Mm-hmm. That's made Apple lots of money. Well, we've got. And I'll uh, bet you that has something to do with it. Well, our guys are definitely working on it to figure out exactly what it was. But it's like this one very popular version. And, uh, yeah, it literally will download 10 times. So if you're downloading one of our shows instead of 100 megabytes, you're downloading a gigabyte, which is could be pretty much half of your monthly cap on AT&T. So, anyway, so we're working on that. And thank you very much, Martin J.J., for the artwork on the previous episode of the No Agenda podcast, the best podcast in the universe. I suggest before we continue assassinating the media, John, uh, let us uh, thank 
hopefully a producer or two for two. Support, literally two. Yeah. Luckily, one of them was an instanite. So oh. let's thank our producers okay. for today's show, uh, oh, 446, great. Patrick Wilson of Canyon Lake, California, uh, $1,000. Guys, I need a combo karma for the wife, an Italian shut-up slave for the bullshit chemo she has to go through again. Really loving the macroeconomic angle you've been throwing around. They'll never be able to print enough money to fill the black hole of credit collapse. My guess is a debt jubilee would fix it. Which is true. And you know, Can you imagine what kind of awesome infrastructure we could have built with the money they gave to the banks? Anyway, love you guys. Pat. So, um, well, first let me do it. We wanted an Italian girl shut up slave karma. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Okay, I think I got that here. Okay. <laughs> You've got karma. I, I've never known when she's done. Little Italian girl. It's my niece. Little Italian it? girl. That is my niece, Sabina. Oh, yeah. Well, she's got a good uh, sounding voice. So, th- so this, and I've been thinking about this. Um, I think is it not in the Bible somewhere that um, every fifty years uh, there should be a um, uh, what do you call it a uh, uh, a debt jubilee. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think so. JC would know. He's a, a student he's, of the. He's, of the, he's a religious. No, no. I think debt jubilee. Yeah, I think I think it's in the Bible. It should be every fifty years. There should be. Let's see, debt jubilee Christianity. Here we go. In the biblical book of Leviticus, a jubilee year is mentioned to occur every fifty years, in which slaves and prisoners would be free. Hey, shut up, slave. This is for us. <laughs> let the, let well, the slave if the show free. goes on 50 years, we can pull that off. But think about it. Isn't it about time that we should, let's see. Um, yeah. uh, Proving they were not a Christian nation after all. In Christianity, the tradition dates to 1300 when Pope Boniface VIII convoked a holy year following which ordinary jubilees have generally been celebrated every 25 or 50 years, with extraordinary jubilees in addition depending on need, like now. Christian jubilees, particularly in the Catholic tradition, generally involve pilgrimage to a sacred site, normally the city of Rome. I think this is a very good idea. I want to put this in the show notes. We should be telling Romney should do this. Romney should do it. He won't do it. You know, and the funny thing is he probably could win the election if he came out. If he came up with this idea, it's a great idea. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, he wants to really win the election. Just get rid of everyone's debt, but let us know so I can go rack up some debt first. So look, here's what's going to happen if you elect me. I'm going to, we're going to take the all the the next tranche of uh, quantitative easing will be sent to the public to pay off all your bills, and, to, and you'll be you'll be home free. You'll be debt free if you elect me. Wow. Debt free if you elect me. There's your little saying. Wow. And you got a bumper sticker? No, I should. Wow, this is a great idea. Debt free if you elect me, and that would be much less than the ten trillion dollars you actually want to uh, in, infuse. Yeah, probably. And uh, but but if he if here's what would happen, I would go out. This is it's a great plan because Can you I imagine would, if he actually did that. I, yeah. and somebody voted against him. <laughs> what <laughs> idiot? We're shooting you! Hey, 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 hey! Are you out of your mind? No, everyone would go get a mortgage immediately. No, you can't get a mortgage. What do you mean? I can't get a mortgage? The I, banks won't give you the mortgage. I got a small one. Just or house. Pretty, how about pretty a, hard to get. How about a, a car loan? How about a car loan? I can get a car loan. Maybe. Yeah, but they'd probably uh, retroactively. They wouldn't let you get away with that. that's 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 kind of against the whole idea. Oh, 
All right. Well, then, 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 screw it. then, then I'm voting this for This is why they won't do stuff like this, because Americans immediately <laughs> scam the system. Scam everybody. Uh, then I'm voting for Obama. Screw Romney. I'm not doing it. I'm voting for Gary Johnson, yeah. so screw you. I know. I'm voting for Gary Johnson. You know I am. You know I'm not going to vote for Obama. I'm not going to vote for Romney either, unless he comes up with a debt-free thing. That's a good idea. Yeah, debt-free, vote for me. So, Patrick Wilson, thank you very much, and... Uh, Great idea, Patrick. You've you've put us on to something here, and I think. Uh, well, hey, you know what? What are we thinking? This is our campaign for 2016. Debt free, vote for AC and JCD. Yeah, it could work. Meanwhile, Paul Richardson's from Richfield, Minnesota, he came in with three hundred thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents. He'll be our second executive producer for show four four six, and he writes in uh, first-time donor, long time, as in every minute of every show since the begging boner. <laughs> I have been wanting to donate all along, but I've been struggling to keep up the mortgage payments on my submarine. I think he went beginning, not uh, not begging. Okay, he's, he means beginning. There's every minute of every show since the beginning. He says begigging. <laughs> read it. Then read it as begigging. I've been wanting to donate all along. I've been struggling. Uh, fortunately, I was able to refinance recently through a program called HARP, dropping <laughs> 2.5 percentage points and getting to skip one month's payment has done wonders for my cash flow. Hmm. I found last Thursday show somewhat upsetting when Adam revealed his upcoming travel plans as I am coming to Austin next weekend for a scooter rally. And I was hoping to take Mr. and Mrs. Hot Pockets out for dinner on Aww. Sunday night. Uh, he needs, and he, curiously, by coincidence, he needs the uh, Italian shut-up slave, two to the head, and a uh, travel karma. Okay, well, we got that here. Shut up, slave! Scalzito schiavo! You've got karma. So what scooter rally is happening in Austin? Yeah, scooter rally. I, I hate it when... Uh, when we go out of tech, because we're leaving on Wednesday, we're going to Los Angeles. Yeah, scooter rally, the fourth annual scooter rally. There you go. What's a scooter rally? I guess people ride around on scooters. You they know, ride we, around on them anyway. Yeah, but they, they do a, yeah, September 28th through 30th. It looks fun, man. Yeah, we just do fun things. You don't, ha you don't always have to have a reason, like in you know Berkeley. We have to have a meeting and a, and a commission and, uh, and permission. And we just do stuff here. We're weird. This rally is open to any and all scooters. Perfect. Are these the ones you push? No. Little, the little lightning thing, what are those things no. called? Those? No, no. These are, yeah, like, scooter. These are like Piaggio's. Well, if, if you want to, you can do that. Just You may be a little behind. I think they're pretty, they pretty much mean... Uh, How about those little, one, those little things with the, what, the motor on them? Yeah, uh, the Solex, you mean? How about a... Uh, <sighs> what? <laughs> yeah, Solix would be a good example, but how about a uh, that thing that you stand, it's got the two wheels on either side, and it falls over all the time? Mm, a Segway. A Segway. No, that's not a scooter. Huh. No, it's just, this is for people who are, who like classic Piaggio scooters. I think You're talking about Vespas. Vespas, yeah, Vespa as well. Group rides. That's nice. Cool. Well, um... I wonder if he's driving his scooter from wherever he's coming. Where's he from? He's probably hauling it in, in a truck. Yeah. And so he gave us $333.33. Perfect. Uh, the uh, quintuple five uh, donation. And that's it. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think we're losing our audience. I, don't, I think, really? Do you? I mean, are you just making a joke, or do you really mean it? I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I think that a lot of them have gone, or they're way behind. I think a lot of people are way behind, and they don't listen to old pleas. Yeah, you know what? Ha- I think you're right. I think what happens when people are behind and they listen to shows, they think, oh, they probably all worked out. <laughs> Yeah, there, I mean, there are some people that are at least a month behind on the shows, and then they just they just Google me. It's like, no, oh, they're still on the air. It worked out. I don't have to donate. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That's a possibility. That's probably exactly what's happening. The other thing is, happened. a lot of people have had their donations uh, yeah, cut by, by the uh, PayPal people. I got a note the other day from a guy. Yeah, but then it he says, says that we you canceled guys hate it. Me now? Yeah, but it says what we are you canceled it. About? Yeah. And he showed the note saying that we canceled his subscription. I know. What is? How does this work? Why does it say that? I don't know. We've never canceled anybody's yeah. subscription ever. Yeah, what are we, stupid? <laughs> like, yeah, really. We'd have to be idiots. And what would be the point? Oh, I don't like that. Oh, his, his last mo- name is Smith. <laughs> his money is... I don't is like st- anyone with the name Smith. <laughs> Cancel his appointment. His, 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 his money is stinky. We don't like his money. He's from Canada. We don't Whoa, need it. Oh, take it away. I know, it's crazy. But I bet you that's exactly what's happening, John. I bet you people are... are you know what we should do? We should start deleting these episodes. We lost... <laughs> yes, this is what we have to do. It's like, hey... We it, lost the six... Yeah. Yeah. We lost six people this week. Wow, really? That's... PayPal, yeah. Wow, that's huge. Can we get them back or we can't even... Re- all they have to... If they go and look in their accounts, they would uh, figure it out. I mean, we had the one person that, that uh, complained... Uh, or say, well, I can't figure out how to unsubscribe. I want to. I don't. Can't afford the subscription anymore. I need to cancel. Cancel for me. Cancel for me. So I went through all the trouble. Of, I had to dig because it's, you got to do a lot of work to figure out the name in the PayPal account. First, I looked on the regular spreadsheet. I couldn't find them. So I went to the PayPal. They hadn't been paying anything since last year. Mm. They were kicked off, and they didn't know it. I found yeah. that kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's it's extremely annoying. Uh, okay, so I think um, if your name is Smith, if you're from Canada, your money's no good it, here. you're done. <laughs> Get out. Your money's no good with us. Uh, and two, uh, we're going to start deleting episodes. We'll just keep them up for a week. And, just, and we'll just get rid of it. Crapaloma. All right, well, we do, of course, appreciate um, Patrick Wilson, who will be knighted today. He will become a, a, a No Agenda Knight. And obviously, he's the executive producer for today's episode, Instant And Paul Richardson, obviously, we're very, very happy about your associate. No, he's an executive producer. He's not even associate. He's executive. Yeah, you got no associates. 333. Yeah, no associates. And uh, just looking through the spreadsheet, it looks like uh, the donation segment will be relatively short. But that means you get that much more show. Is our model great? Give us less money, you get more show. <laughs> Actually, they get the same show. They just... <laughs> We get less total time. Yeah, we're great. Dvorak.org slash NA. Well, it's a doozy, I can tell you that. And we need you to propagate our formula, please. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Buzzkill Jr. trying to tell me that won't work. The fans have their own database. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, could you just tell uh, uh, your son that this humor, 
like Nanu Nanu. <laughs> it's a joke, JC. It's he's joke. older now because it's his birthday yesterday, so he's now he's serious. <laughs> now, it's like, uh, dude, is it, we're not really going to stop. Uh, we're not really going to delete old episodes. You're kind of like a, just a joke, okay? And it's like, grab some humor. We could have deleted last week's or last show. It was just sound. I'm, de- I'm going to delete this. Oh, it, uh, well, hey, you know what? We did a show. I mean, you can't say we didn't do a show. So, so I uh, uh, talking about since you have Napolitano there for a while. Let me. I want to play a clip. Yeah. Which the, 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 apparently they want the military to take over, uh, and I think the military is going to end up taking over the TSA, or they're going to make the TSA into the military, or something like that. Oh, really? Because, because well, I'm just going by this story, which was run on uh, about the uh, with Shepard Smith. Shep. Shep. Shep Smith. Shep talking Shep. about the military taking over, uh, guarding the uh, nuclear facilities, and not talking about the reactors, but places where they store the material. Mm-hmm. And I just thought this was a funny story. Okay. This move after anti-war activists successfully broke into a nuclear facility in July. It's a site that was supposed to be one of the most secure in all the country. The chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, Congressman Mike Turner, drafted legislation to put the Pentagon in charge of security at those sites, a job the Energy Department handles now. During the July incident, officials say three activists successfully broke into the nuclear weapons complex in Tennessee, and one of them was an 82-year-old nun. (laughs) Also, uh, if you are an 82-year-old nun, you are banned from listening to this program. We don't want any of yous either. Now here's the here's the deal. Uh, besides that story, I know I it was this. I don't know if it's this story. It was a bunch of stories I picked up off of RT or one of the international broadcasts. Everybody is freely using the term activist, oh, and it's a complete huh. meme now. Huh. Because in Syria, in fact, I have a couple of clips on this, but we can get to them later we, unless we want to talk about Syria for a minute or Le, uh, Libya. Uh, well, activist, active. Everyone's calling everyone. Everyone's if you're activist. involved with anything, you're an activist, and they're trying to make it pejorative. What, uh, what does pejorative mean? That means to, to, to make it an evil word. So if you're an activist, you're evil. You're oh. you're the troublemaker. Oh, so we are uh, we are a cyber activists, you and I. Uh, apparently, yes. Okay. So the all right. So the one I was looking at was okay. P- play this one, which I thought was funny. Pakistan riots burn theater. Well, meanwhile, in Pakistan, police say two movie theatres have been set on fire by protesters in the city of Peshawar. Now, this comes as the Pakistani government calls for a day of love for the Prophet Muhammad (laughs) in attempts to put a stop to recent protests. These are some of the latest images from Islamabad. The U.S. has also spent some $70,000 on adverts in Urdu in attempts quelling tensions which of course broke out over the online video mocking the prophet last week will join me okay i have some clips that relate to this directly yeah let's talk about this for a okay. minute because this is getting actually quite funny and i love the idea that we're taking tv ads <laughs> and, and before you get to your clip i just have one clip which is the one just play the clip drones keep coming because this is the reason they're protesting it's got nothing to do with that stupid movie Pakistan has persistently asked the U.S. to stop launching the missile strikes, a request the U.S. continues to ignore. Don't drone me, bro. They're just we're droning people in Pakistan. The Pakistanis hate that. Yeah. And so they're they're upset and they use the, this phony baloney film that nobody's seen <laughs> as an excuse. And we're bro. taking ads out. <laughs> no, so I saw the ad. Now, what's interesting about this ad 
is they put it on the uh, Libyan embassy website, which uh, let me just get you. It doesn't matter if you get the address or not, because um, they ran out of bandwidth on, uh, I guess, they, the, the State Department. They got some really crappy uh, hosting thing, hosting service. Really? Yeah, yeah. And they because th- I've been because t- I wanted to see the original that they pointed to from their Facebook page. Um, here it is. It's a USM. Yeah, I got it for you right now. <clears throat> it's US. Uh, it's really, uh, really weird URL. Oh crap! I'm sorry. Anyway, it, it it's almost irrelevant, but it's it's USM Lib dot. Something or other. Impossible. I mean, it, re- no, it really is uh, really quite stupid. And you just get a, a 590, uh, sorry, uh, we're out of uh, bandwidth. So you can't even see it there anymore. But I did I did see a uh, a different version with kind of like a funny translation below it. And it's really, it's really just uh, Lucifer and the president in the Rose Garden. Then it's Lucifer doing her thing. And I have it somewhere. But more interesting was the um, State Department press briefing when our buddy Matt and we love Matt who's always he's like he's the John C. Dvorak of uh, the State Department press corps he says uh, okay so uh, so you did this uh, PSA so uh, what did that do for you and of course Newland is uh, is coming up with all kinds of bull crap and it's nice to see that he's not having any of it uh, that Andy mentioned what's your, what's the initial feedback you've gotten to your um, to, um, from so it's a setup right what's your what's the uh, what's the feedback been what do people thought <laughs> I mean how 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 dumb is she right because you're like what's uh, what's going on what's uh, what do you think from the airing of this I think it's, uh, I mentioned to you yesterday that we uh, were only beginning to be able to measure metrics. I don't... Oh, well, John, we have to measure metrics. Metrics? <laughs> Southern Pakistan TV station. We don't have uh, metrics for you just yet. I mean, what is this? What are, what, what are you running? A, a Web 2.0 company? Some metrics. How about the engagement? Did you have deep engagement on the PSA? I think it's going to be realistic to give you kind of a metric report on okay. our efforts well, you, uh, in, in this week. Yeah, okay, this was a mistake, Victoria, because here comes Matt. You're aware that the embassy posted a link to this ad on this Facebook page? I am. <clears throat> Are you aware of what the embassy says about the comments that have been posted? Uh, why don't you... Over- uh, why don't you just tell me, dickhead? Overwhelmingly <laughs> negative. And, in fact, I went on and looked at some of these comments, a lot of which couldn't be repeated uh, publicly uh, uh, in I'm- this forum. Um, there, there was a hundred... They, they, they say they had a- Negative. Oh yeah, all of them were negative. At least 155,000 views of this ad, um, and that the response, the comments that they have gotten, are, are quote overwhelmingly negative. And I'm just wondering if you you're taking a look at that, and uh, that would seem to be a pretty early metric, although. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like your, we got your early metric right here. <laughs> and it didn't stop there. Obviously, it's. <clears throat> um, I guess it's limited. This is going to be the best spin you've ever heard, which is it's crazy. But she's doing pretty good. And what you can what you can actually tell from the you know who who is actually responding to it, and it's a self selecting group of response. But that would seem to be an early metric that you could judge <laughs> judge the effectiveness by. Well, again, uh, I haven't looked at what you're looking at. I will. Okay, uh, it's on Facebook. I will do <laughs> a little Facebook. bit of research on that. I haven't been on Facebook. Uh, let's see since breakfast. <laughs> Uh, but uh, what I will say 
is that what we're seeing throughout this is that we have a lot of uh, um, we have the people who are okay she's got it now she, did you hear her thinking like how am I going to spin out of this one um, I, I've got it now most vocal are on the most extreme side of it and we have these silent majorities who are <laughs> staying home not participating and not uh, getting on Facebook and putting up negative comments. So here's what she's saying. She's saying this, the majority of people are silent. They're not demonstrating. They're not protesting. They're staying home and they're not on Facebook. And these are the people who are with us. But also not associating themselves with these things. So it's obviously early to look at whether the methods that we've used to try to reach Pakistanis have been effective, but we'll have to look All at right, the so you're looking at the, the, Then you would look at the protest not as several hundred thousand people gathered, but that several million people decided to stay home. <laughs> Oh, brother, this guy's this guy. Who are, we have to get his whole name and who he works for. And, and, and I just want to buy him a beer. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, yeah well, everyone should buy him a beer. He's great. I'm, I'm going to be in D.C. right after we do the L.A. trip from from his Track him down. We got to I got to get this guy a beer or two beers. He's great. He's probably the guy that, that really gets hammered after work. You know what I mean? He has, uh, you don't know. He has kind of that look like. I, I got her today. <laughs> <laughs> One did nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we definitely we got some points there. So anyway, um, Lucifer, clippity-clop Hillary Clinton in rare, rare form because in order to complete the whole um, campaign of which we're getting ready for our metrics-based measurement of engagement approach, she had the foreign minister of Pakistan over. And can I just say something about the Pakistani foreign minister? She is smoking hot. That's one mother I'd like to. You must Google her. She is beautiful. Okay. She has a... Now, her voice is a little frightening because she talks like a transvestite. But I, she, uh, she and Any Lucifer... chance? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So Lucifer comes out and she... In fact, I've got to play her jingle because she was in rare... In rare clippity-clop form. I mean, she did her name proud when she came into the room. She did a, a double clippity-clop. Here it is. It's it's clippity-clop. The message is clear. Clippity-clop. Hey, she looks a lot like uh, Hillary's girlfriend. Yes, she looks like Huma. Only she talks like a much head deeper. She looks like Huma. Um, she's beautiful. I mean, she is absolutely stunningly beautiful. And, uh, well, let's just listen to the... It's like a ball buster to me. Oh, yeah. When you hear her talk, you know she is. But here's the, here's the doors open. There's those double doors. And here it comes. <laughs> now she walks... Now she hits the carpet. And, and boom, go. Clippity-cloppity, clippity-clop. Good afternoon. Hello. And let me begin by welcoming Foreign Minister Carr on her first visit to Washington as foreign minister. We've had the opportunity to uh, meet uh, in Islamabad and other settings, uh, but I'm very pleased that uh, we would have this chance uh, to exchange uh, views on our bilateral relationship as well as uh, regional and global issues. And I think this is where she finally admits that it was a terrorist attack on the embassy. Yesterday afternoon when I briefed the Congress, I made it clear that keeping 
our people everywhere in the world safe is our top priority. What happened in Benghazi was a terrorist attack and we will not rest until we have tracked down and brought to justice the terrorists who murdered terrorists. four Americans. Terrorists. Okay. So uh, this is a little... I thought it was a protest over a movie. And by the way, I have this suspicion that when they came up with this bogus movie excuse and the things went out of control, mm -hmm. spiraled out of control around yeah. the world, they were going, oh, that was a bad idea. They're trying to salvage it. Well, um, I, and I have some, some intel on that. But I, I do want to play a little bit of this, this smoking hot uh, foreign minister. Again, her voice is a little bit frightening. But she basically, she was there to thank Hillary for a, a special gift that we have given. Madam Secretary, we also have room to cooperate as we have cooperated in the energy sector. I, you know, you're right. I think she may be a man. You hear that voice? It's a possibility. Okay, anyway, go on. Sorry, it's the it's energy sector. Madam Secretary, we also have room to cooperate as we have cooperated in the energy sector. Allow me to share with you that with the assistance of the United States, we will be adding a few hundred megawatts to the Pakistani grid. Now, how does this work? Did uh, Hillary come down to Islamabad and say, hey, I got some megawatts with me? I have no idea. Does she explain it? No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, just thanks, dear. thanks for the megawatts here. We hope this cooperation will extend further. And we will see U.S. cooperation even in Bhasha Dam, which is clearly a consensus project in Pakistan. Defense cooperation has already worked well, and we hope that this will be enhanced as we move forward. Madam Secretary, perhaps today the strongest convergence of interests that we have is not in any of these bilateral tracks, but in Afghanistan. Because Afghanistan today presents a common challenge to both the countries. We are, of course, concerned of the reports that we hear from Afghanistan, we are concerned... Afghanistan is what she's saying, Afghanistan, but that's Afghanistan, but she pronounces Afghanistan. Of, some, ...of the infiltration which is coming from Afghanistan inside Pakistan. We are all also concerned about the security situation, and I think that the United States and Pakistan today have a unique opportunity to be able to work together to ensure that there's no security vacuum left in Afghanistan as we go through transition, that the Afghan people are able to decide for their own future and live as a sovereign, independent country, which is a source of stability and peace in the region for the next 30 years. So here's the way I read it. Um, she's talking about Afghanistan, and uh, this can only be, I presume the pipeline is online. I guess the megawatts are coming from the Tappy pipeline because I don't understand how uh, America has handed over megawatts unless uh, it's coming from Afghanistan, which she wants to keep free through, you know, of course, with drones because she's on board with the program. So th I, I don't know. The thanks for the hundreds of megawatts. And uh, we're going to keep it because you have a varying uh, number of megawatts. But it looks like the most people agree it's 500, 500 megawatts <laughs> that, that, they're, that they're getting in addition. They're getting 500 megawatts from some. Uh, hey, but you don't just something pull to do with India that, it's, that we brokered. We brokered a deal so they get some more juice. Oh, so the wait a minute, but aren't we supposed to be delivering juice to India? Isn't it supposed to go the other way? India is the one that has the juice problem. They have big blackouts. I, just, I, I, I think. That, I think. The, I'm trying to figure this out from what's available. It's weird, it's, isn't it? Anyway, so then Lucifer turns around. 
And did you see that they're both wearing the blue? They coordinated their blue outfits. No, I didn't see that video. Ban on investment has also been removed. India has agreed to provide tariff concessions to 264 items over the next three years and has agreed to transfer 500 megawatts of electricity from Amritsar to Lahore. Huh. So maybe Hillary thought, she was like, where's the whore? <laughs> I'll, give you some me- I'll give you 500 megawatts for that whore you keep talking about. So she then turns, <clears throat> she turns to... Uh, so, you know, this goes on a little bit, and it doesn't even work anymore. I was going to say, then Hillary said... It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. But my setup was already blown, so... Yeah, you blew, that yeah. Was, I, yeah, I, you I blew that a long time ago. for a juicy moment. Yeah, I, I, I screwed it up a long time ago. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so, so I found that to be uh, rather interesting in light of how uh, all of this has come down over the past few days... And it seems like every country in the world is now jumping on the bandwagon. Like, we've got to be able to do... I mean, come on. We can't just have these guys get all the goodness out of... Crap. No, my system is broken, John. Okay. What happened? I don't know. It's my... Something got really... Uh Uh-oh. This is not good. Um, Make a time note. Uh, (laughs) Well, my mouse... Just broke. Your mouse broke? Yeah, there's no evidence I need it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you do. Here it is. Uh, Canada is jumping on the bandwagon with this whole uh, this whole video. An Egyptian prosecutor has accused two Canadian men of having ties to the video. Both deny any involvement and fear their lives are in danger. As Natalie Collada reports, at least one of them has sought police protection. So now, so now there's oh, please. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and this is CBC. So now there's two uh, two Egyptian guys in Canada who are saying, oh. Uh, uh. Nader Fazi walked into this Toronto police station hoping to find some protection. I think about there is no safety at all. When uh, this fatwa is published, anyone can come to kill me or my kids or even my family in Egypt. <laughs> Last week, Fazi got a call from his family in Egypt. They told him his name had appeared in Egyptian media along with another Canadian, Jacques Attala. Both are alleged to be involved in the controversial video The Innocence of Muslims. Fazi denies he has any connection to the video. There is no evidence because I never saw more than four minutes only from this movie. They are putting my name uh, falsely framing me falsely of uh, uh, participating in this movie uh, against Muslims. The video has ignited... (laughs) I love the timing of this edit. ...violent protests around the world. In Benghazi, the U.S. ambassador was killed. Shame, shame, USA! And it just goes on a little bit about how the Canadians are now rioting against the movie. But here is <laughs> here is the fashionable rioting against the movie. Yeah. Here's the fascinating thing that popped up uh, over uh, just at the beginning of the weekend. Uh, there's this YouTube um, guy, and he goes by the YouTube name of Montagraph. And it's his 20-minute video, and it's well worth watching. It's just him. It's one of, you know, one of these where he just has his face on the camera. And he's yeah, like, ranting. Ranting. Okay, but he went through um, the changes of the name of this video as it was released, you know, several months ago. First it was, uh, what was it, the, uh, uh, what, was the what was the initial name? 
desert, desert, uh, yeah, desert something, desert something or other. And then it changed to the real life of Muhammad, and then it changed to the innocence uh, of bin Laden, and then it changed to the innocence of Islam, and then it changed to the innocence of Muslims. So it, it continued to change names until finally the innocence of Muslims apparently hit, and, and then, it, you know, then it, uh, it took off. So what this guy did is he went back and he tracked where this video changed names on which different YouTube channels, and he kept running up against... Uh, this one particular one, actually, it was uh, uh, two uh, two different ones, but owned by the same uh, YouTube name. It's fascinating to, to see how he went through all of this. Uh, News Politics Now and News Politics Leaks. And so he did all these. He did a trademark search, couldn't find it. He did all kinds of searches. And then he, there was a little logo for News Politics Now. And he did an image search, a Google image search, and he has all these links in his YouTube pages. You can actually see it. And, and it sounds like a good job of investigating. It's a very good job. And of why hasn't the media done this? Why is some joker on YouTube doing well, it? Well, well, what what he came up with was what what blew me away. What has blown everybody away who has seen this guy's video. So he he does the NPN and the NPL, so news politics leaks and news politics now, and he does an image search. You know, Google, you can just upload an image and then it will come yeah, back. It will try, and it will try, and it came back with Stanley Inc. <laughs> Stanley Inc. from their um, Wikipedia page, <laughs> which was acquired by the CGI Group in 2010. Uh, they went public in 2006. The company's largest customers, the U.S. Army, also hold contracts with the U.S. Marine Corps, U.S. Navy, Department of State, and Department of Homeland Security. Ah, spook contractors. But, but wait, it operates facilities for the production of United States passports and for mailroom work and data entry applications for U.S. visa and citizenship. Uh, there was a uh, rather controversial issue with uh, with this company. As this was this was the outfit that went in and accessed pre- then candidate Obama's passport records. You remember that? Oh yeah, we talked about it. These were the guys that did that. So this is a total spook company who was just sitting there changing the name, trying to you know trying to get it right until it finally hit. And they tried you know Bin Laden. Well, everyone knows the guy's dead, so no one's jumping on that one. They tried Islam, and they finally came up with Muslims. Then it hit. They were just changing the name over and over again, and it it makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, we've always I think on our last show we discussed the. I mean, one of the imams. In the Middle East, said it was intelligence agencies behind this thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and then that was poo-pooed by every news outlet in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots! How crazy can you be? How crazy? Yeah. No, this, yeah. In fact, uh, here's a Cudlow, and here's, here's another thing I caught, which no one has done any reporting on. But first up, after nine days, the U.S. government is finally calling the consulate attack in Benghazi an act of terrorism. The FBI now on the ground in Libya. Now listen carefully. NBC's Eamon Mohadeen joins us now from Beirut, Lebanon, with all the latest. Good evening, Eamon. Good evening, Larry. Yeah, the FBI has arrived in Tripoli, Libya, where they are carrying out the investigation. We know they've already interviewed some of the survivors of that attack in Germany before arriving to Libya. Certainly on the ground there. They- now, did you hear that, what he just said? Yeah, I didn't hear. I, I never heard that before. Uh, so he's, what I just heard him say was the FBI has interviewed some of the survivors in Germany. So I go looking. I'm like, 
This, wait a minute. Some, so something must have happened here. September 13th, here's the report from CBS This Morning with Charlie Rose. A radical Islamic group called Ansar al-Sharia is, according to U.S. officials, the leading suspect in the attack. The name means supporters of Islamic law, and U.S. officials describe it as an offshoot of al-Qaeda. At least one of the attackers was photographed at the scene, and Libyan officials claim to have already made arrests. Attorney General Eric Holder cut short an overseas trip to return to Washington, and a law enforcement source said the FBI would begin the investigation by interviewing the 30 American survivors of the attack who are now at a U.S. military base in Germany. What? There were 30 survivors? Uh, and now we're September 23rd. This is 10 days ago that this report was out there and, and no one is like uh, in Germany saying, uh, hello, can I interview some of these survivors? This reminds me, for some reason, see, this al-Sharia thing seems like, for one thing, a front that's bullcrap. Mm-hmm. And I have a clip that, that gave me, kind of indicated that this, I believe, was on Russia Today. But, it, again, because Russia Today has been bringing out – Russia Today, which has its own network now, yeah. uh, has been bringing out a lot of offbeat news stories that are obviously designed to humiliate the Americans. Obviously. Even though nobody seems to notice <laughs> because it's nobody watches. But no. play the, my clip, Al-Sharia rousted by Libyans. A mass protest in support of the Libyan government has swept the Islamist militia. Hey, stop, and stop, stop, stop. I'm sorry. This is uh, China TV. This is from China. Al-Sharia from its military base in Benghazi. The protests have left at least three people dead and 30 others injured. Looters carried weapons out of the compound after it was abandoned by fighters. Scores of demonstrators earlier stormed Ansar al-Sharia's main base on Friday. The action appeared to be part of a coordinated sweep of militia bases by the police, government troops and activists. Ansar al-Sharia has been linked to last week's attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi that killed the U.S. ambassador, but the group has denied involvement. Yeah, I love how in Syria it's just like, uh, hey guys, we gotta, st- we gotta put- press pause on this one for a second. We all gotta go over here and do this one for a minute. Oh, okay. So I'm watching this, and by the way, I, I'm thinking that he used the word activist too. I'm, I'm yeah, beginning yeah. to think activist might actually mean uh, intelligence uh, field operatives. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it seems to be. Yeah. Well, so, but anyway, here's what the, the scenario was: a group of police, locals, and um, and activists, and all these other guys got together, a couple thousand people, and supposedly stormed the El Sharia compound, and all the El Sharia guys ran off. Yeah, but- <laughs> and they disappeared into the woodwork, and they, apparently they had caught none of them. I'm afraid. And, uh, I'm so afraid. And, I- <laughs> and and so there's two things. One, I don't believe this group ever existed, but we played a couple of clips before, and it was always they show a guy with an AK-47, and it's a dangerous group, but also- and we're blaming them. What Arab, any of these groups in the Middle East that are trying to get a name for themselves have ever denied doing something unless they didn't do it. But also the name. They're Al- always <coughs> bragging about it. But the name, Al-Sharia, I mean, and th- this is such, if the, it must be a made-up name. 
Yeah, it refers to the Sharia law. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the those for that are tra- promoting Sharia law. This is bo- bogus. This is a bogus. This is just bull crap. Do they have a logo or a website or something? Yeah, they had a logo, a couple crossed AK-47s. Oh, I mean, it's got nothing to do with really? anything. The whole thing was, I think this, I still go back to our original logo. assertion that this whole thing was a botched operation that we had something to do with and ended well, up killing us. Couple you know, people. there's a the I was reading the insider, uh, the, the over at the Ulsterman thingy there, and what the insider says, <clears throat> he believes that first of all the, the whole title of ambassador was kind of a joke for this guy because he um, um, the this uh, Stevens he is the guy that sold uh, that did the deal and 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 brought in all the weapons and gave it to the uh, so-called Al Qaeda groups. Uh, to go and kick out uh, Gaddafi. And now that everything's back in place, the guy was coming back, and that's why he had some of these SEALs who, uh, from the reports that are out there, were going were also on a, um, a weapons recovery mission. So he, w- he was there to do a deal and say, okay, you know, we'll pay you whatever. We, we Now we have to have all the weapons back because we can't have these American-made, American-delivered weapons all over the Middle East killing people because, you know, we already have this Fast and Furious with Mexico. It's just not a good idea if we have guns that we walked in here that it's not, and they're not supposed to well, be maybe Well, maybe the guns were stored at this El Sharia headquarters and that this operation that we, I, that we just played very the possible, was very the recovery possible, operation. Very possible. Very, very possible. Because they dropped the word activists in. Yeah, yeah, the guys ran yeah. off. They couldn't find them. Yeah. It's just a bunch, they just, but they grabbed all the guns. So apparently that's what happened. The, the deal went bad, and that's when Stevens and these guys got killed. You Because know, it's hard. You, know, you give someone a gun. They're like, I don't think I want to give it back anymore. I, you know, some man pads, all this groovy stuff. I don't think yeah, I want to give that back. Yeah, we had some rocket launchers. Yeah, I don't think I want to give that back. So that's what uh, the insider says. And I tend to believe that is a good theory. Um, and, um, you know, just all around the whole thing. So it's really, there isn't, it is truly a, a psychological warfare, though. When you see these, I mean, we're doing PSAs and we're pointing to them from Facebook and we're just making crap up. And meanwhile, the poor American people. What do we get? Oh, my God. This this made me so nauseous. Uh, Saturday Night Live, which is, uh, if you've ever been to the United States on uh, vacation, you probably see on Saturday night, uh, usually during the season, but they, they have reruns at 1130. Uh, they have this uh, a live comedy show. And a lot of famous comedians and actors have come out of this. And I, I didn't really remember, but I guess in, uh, since 2008, they started doing Thursday Night Reports. Um, as a part of the the campaign, and of course, this is an NBC program, so we are on board with anything that is uh, pro the president and anti everybody else. Did you see this skit, John? That they did? No, no, I heard about it. Though a lot of people are complaining. Well, I'm complaining because it is. Um, well, we'll have a quick discussion. It's uh, about a minute thirty, and uh, the setup is it's a fake Fox and Friends that they're doing. Uh, Fox and Friends on the set. Very funny. And then they are showing how the video was made of Mitt Romney talking about the 47% of people uh, who uh, he believes will not vote for him. The third hour of Fox and Friends. I'm Steve Doozy. Joining me always, Gretchen Carlson. Brad Good morning. Happy Thursday. <laughs> well, 
it's been a few days, but the press is still pummeling Mitt Romney over comments he made at a private GOP fundraiser last spring. Okay. Yeah. Comments that were secretly videotaped without his permission. So rude. So wrong. Yeah, it's like the woman's volleyball coach in my high school used to always say. You can't tape people without their permission, Brian. Okay, so what's going on here, I just have to interrupt this. Um, the uh, What's being insinuated is that Fox is completely pro-Republican without question and is uh, just completely on board with the Romney campaign and apparently uh, sex offenders. Uh, that is what is being propagated. And, of course, if you if you actually compare Fox with MSNBC, I would say the opposite is true that MSNBC is the one that does not bring any any kind of balance in the reporting. Not trying to defend Fox, but this is the this is what goes for humor. <laughs> See what's wrong with the comments he okay, made. There was nothing wrong with them. Well, let's take a look. Yeah, let's do it. So you have this 47% that don't pay taxes. And these people are never going to vote for me. And when I talk about these people who don't pay taxes, I don't mean senior citizens. All right? And I don't mean members of our armed services. And I don't mean southern whites. <laughs> I mean is, and real quick, no one is recording this, correct? <laughs> no? Okay, it's very important that no one records this. Okay, good. Because I'm about to say who these people are, and I would prefer to not have that on tape. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, is that a camera on the table pointing right at me? <laughs> Big laugh track. Okay, great. All right. Yeah, that's now, when I say these people, I mean black people. And there it is. Uh, and when I first heard or when I first saw this tape, that was not the first thing that popped into my mind when he was talking about 47% uh, of people who want entitlement. And this is, when, when, when this comes to mind, and this is what you think of first, I believe you are then the racist. This thinking and making this, it's not funny. Um, and it is literally putting words in someone's mouth. And uh, it is inciting racial hatred. And it's, it's really wrong what is going on here. Well, MSNBC has been inciting ra racial hatred, too. Can, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know why people can't realize that it was white people who voted in Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It was like, come on. Yeah, but I think that that's the whole Obama's point. Obama's the president. Yeah, but th that, that's the whole thing is that, you know, they just want to, oh, you know, these see people. Can, see if we can turn this into a racial issue. Well, they are turning it into a racial issue. Yeah, well, as best they can. What they're trying to do is get the black vote when back you, out. Because the blacks have, you know, got nothing from Obama. Yeah, oh, you mean, and, you and mean they're, they're pandering? Not, a lot of them aren't going to vote. They're going, eh, who cares? So what you're saying is they're pandering to the black voter. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, they need to get the black voter out again. I don't know why they're worried about this. The white voters are going to be the ones voting for Obama. They had a, uh, one of these things on one of these networks. I think it was CBS. But they had a, a focus group in real time, uh -huh. and they were going through around the table with the. And it was a professional focus group, a real one of, with real people, and it wasn't like rigged. <laughs> Unlike the ones and, we do, you mean, John? Is that what you're trying to tell exactly. me? Exactly. <laughs> it, it was a real. It, it looked legit, and everybody except one one woman uh, were going to. They were either leaning to or they were going to vote for Obama. There was all white people, by the way. There wasn't. I, don't, I think there was one black guy in it, or one black woman, and she was going to vote for Obama too. But she was actually kind of on the fence. Uh. But everybody else was going to vote for Obama, and it was like 
10 to 15 people in the room and and all except one person was going to vote for Obama I'm thinking this guy's going to this is going to be second to Ronald Reagan's second term right, of election right, in terms right. of a, a nationwide sweep it's going to be it's going to be ridiculous unless something weird happens near the end which you tend to want to predict so I haven't. I'm not so sure. I mean, you know, you were the one that said unless Obama gets caught with a teenage boy, you know, I mean, you were the one that came up with that possibility. I, I was I was listening on the plane on the way back from uh, Chicago. I was listening to the Den Man, the, the Den Man show. Yeah, uh, the Den Man, the Den Man. You know, he also uh, uh, is a producer and uh, supports our program. And he had this bit, and this I wasn't actually planning on playing any of this. I'm just I'm literally grabbing his podcast and going to where I think the the clip is. He had this clip of Peter Schiff. You know Peter Schiff? Oh yeah, everybody knows Peter Schiff. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> everybody knows Peter Schiff. Yeah, I think all our listeners do. But anyway, go on. And he went to the Democratic convention, and he asked people about corporations and profit. And it's about I don't know maybe forty. Oh, it is the Peter Schiff thing, yeah. yeah Did I you hear think, this? Well, you can summarize it better than playing it. I think it makes. I don't think it works as a, as a clip. Okay, so all right, so he essentially goes around and he says, uh, "Should we force corporations to not make profit?" And everyone's like, "Well, I don't know about that." Well, how about we cap their profits? Yeah, that's a great idea. Every single person he put in the report, because of course that you know that's skewed. We have no idea what he didn't put in his little. Right. They're all like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think, you know, corporations should have limits on how much profit they could make. I was like, wow. Yeah, it was person after person after person. It went on forever. Let me just listen just a little bit. They're all out looking for work. Actually, wait a minute. This is the Democratic convention. They don't want just to work. Just listen for a little. Just one or two. that corporations make all these profits? Um, no, I don't think it's fair that yeah. they make that many profits. That's right. We got to ban profits. Do we need corporate profits? Maybe we should have corporate losses. <laughs> well, I don't want to go that far. You actually want to force corporations to lose money? Yeah, I think so. Well, the issue is corporations have profits, yes. and I want to ban those profits so that the workers can have higher wages and that the consumers can get lower prices. That is obviously something I would be in favor of. We, we, okay. You know, I, I, I have a real problem with a lot of these sorts of things because they, 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 they pander to yeah, an audience, of, of course, specifically of course. Republicans. I don't believe for a minute that this is the only, you know, if a guy with a microphone who's really good. Of course. Can you go get, out there and make anyone say anything. You get no argument from me. Yeah. So I, I, I question this, but I, I mean, I'm sh- I think there's a lot of that kind of thinking, which he's trying to reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's dominant thinking, but it's people are a little sick of what's going on at that on that side of the of, of the of the fence. And the other side, the Republican side, they don't have a message of anything positive that I know of. I mean, they, their messaging is terrible. And it's still amazing that people think that you can only vote for A or B. A exactly. or B, and, I, I, and because there was something on CNN this morning, uh, and they're not called uh, in the, uh, swing voters; they're called uh, convincibles. <laughs> well, I haven't heard that one. Convincibles, and I said, "Well, Mickey, are you convincible?" And, and Mickey knows very well that you that it's not just A or B; that there's many people you can vote for on the ballot. Just you mean Obama or Romney? I said, "No." It's a trick question. Well, she says she wants Ron Paul still. She's 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 not over that yet. 
Meanwhile, here is the real stuff that you need to be worried about in America. Back in the U.S., a double amputee in a wheelchair was shot to death by police at a group home in Houston after threatening officers with a pen. <laughs> Shut up, slave! A double amputee in a wheelchair with a pen was shot to death by the police. <laughs> hey! Wow. <laughs> That's clip of the day. Take it then, thank you. Clip of the day. There's actually a second half to it. Caretakers called police uh, and they say the man who had been diagnosed with schizophrenia became aggressive. When they arrived, he threatened the police with what appeared to be a metal object that turned out to be a pen. The officer has been placed on administrative leave. Yeah, no, good idea. Yeah, at full pay, by the way. <laughs> a double amputee, so he has no legs, he's in a wheelchair, and he's got a pen. I'm going to stick you! Oh, yeah? <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Texas so. Shut, shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. Put down the pen. Put down the pen, sir. <laughs> that's where we're at, buddy. That is where we're at. No, that's not all. I mean, it's 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 much worse, of course. By the way, we'll get just back on the on the crappy movie just for a minute. I, I do want to play this clip because I have to add, this is almost like an Ask Adam. But play the film actress versus YouTube clip. Now, an actress who appeared in the film trailer that first sparked the violence has lost her legal challenge to have the 14-minute clip taken down from YouTube. An L.A. court judge rejected the request from Cindy Lee Garcia because she wasn't able to produce any agreement she had with the filmmakers. I want it off for my sake. For I'm a moral woman. I want it off of there. It's degrading, demoralizing, and it affected our country. You know, our ambassador over there, our Navy SEALs, you know, were were killed behind this. It was a horrible thing that happened. I think it needs to come up. Okay. I Here's saw this. Question. I saw this. I'm I'm very curious about your uh, question. The the judge says the woman was unable to produce any agreement. Wouldn't it go the other way? This is like so, so I take a picture of you. I take a movie of you essentially on the street walking along, and then I overdub you saying, eh, you know, I think, you know, some bull crap. So it looks like you're talking and you're not. And I put this on YouTube, and you say, hey, wait a minute. You have to take this down. I didn't agree to this. And then the judge says, well, let me see the agreement that you didn't agree. Let me see the agreement. If you have an agreement with the producer of this film. No, I don't. The guy shot me in the middle of walking down the street. Well, that's too bad. Is that what he's saying? Is that what we're talking about here? No, that's not what we're talking about. She, she, uh, all she wants, look, she has a movie coming out, her first real role on IMDb uh, called Broken Roads. It's in post-production. And she wants to be in the public eye. Well, that's fine. But I'm saying in this particular case, that's great. I'm glad she's getting publicity for this. But the but the decision that she has to produce a document, an agreement to to do a takedown, when did that happen? I, so in other words, it, what you're t what this is saying there's still precedent here even though yeah, she's doing it for publicity, but there's a pre precedent now. It sounds to me as if if you can't produce an agreement w even if you were shot, you know, anonymously, 
You, no, think, I th- you I th- can't take. That's I'm what sorry. it sounds like to me. I would have to see the. This is just some bullcrap report with some two-bit yeah, actress. It could be bullcrap. We don't have any, Russia today. I mean, show me, show me where the the judgment is. Show me. Uh, let me. Okay, let me I'm read. Follow up on this story. Let me read the judgment. By the way, Sally Kirkland's in this movie. She's doing. She's hit the big time now. Who? Sally Kirkland is in the movie with the Cindy. Who the hell is Sally Kirkland. Sally Kirkland. Oh, she 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 had tons of movies when she was uh, young. Sally Struthers? No, no, Sally Struthers is is from All in the Family. No, Sally Kirkland. Come on, you know Sally Kirkland. I don't even know. Uh. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll tell you. Sally Kirkland actually used to be extremely hot. Here, she was in uh, Oliver Stone's JFK. Uh, Hold on a second. I'm going to look at her picture. Yeah. She uh, is kind of like she's always sauced up. Oh, I see her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this woman. Yeah. Don't, hey, these people, this woman, what are you talking about? This woman, I, I recognize her. So, you know what? I, I want to find this ruling because I, I hear what you're saying. Here, judge denies Cindy Lee Garcia's request. Let's find the actual, oh, this, she's putting these PR releases on her uh, IMDb page now. Superior Court Judge Louis well, I Lavin. Too, I wanted some... Rejected Garcia's request because she wasn't Kirkland able to. Kirkland has taken on a lot of different looks in her years. Hadn't served her, served with a copy. You know, this is just wording. You know, I need, I need to see, I need to see the actual judgment. This is, this is, you know, see judgment. This is bogative. Yeah, I'm copy of this. It, you know, you go look for that. In fact, you go look for that, and I'll play you something outrageous. So, um, this is really funny. Uh, you know, we're at war with Russia. Yeah, your, your media is not, in, in RT is not even really saying it. But we're at war with Russia, and Obama hates Putin, Putin hates Obama, and then uh, Hillary hates uh, Putin. And Putin really hates Hillary. And so you know that Georgia is a very, very... Uh, in, not uh, not the city in Atlanta, but Georgia is a very strategically important place. We, Lucifer was over there. Uh, we have naval resources. We've sent over some ships because, of course, we've got the pipelines coming from Boku, coming all the way uh, through Georgia, going into the Caspian Sea. Very, very strategically important. Uh, this has been they, they they still aren't a member of NATO, uh, but this has been going on since the Bushes were in power. Uh, the airport is George Bush International Airport. Um, you know, the Bushes work for uh, the Clintons work for Bush. So the whole thing is all about gas and oil done. Um, Hillary was there. She leaves. And now Putin's like, oh, yeah, OK, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to cause a ruckus. And he's doing it with the students. And so they had their own techno experts on the ground. And this is uh, we have a response to this. But here's uh, here's Russia. Uh, screwing with America. Protests in Georgia against brutality in prisons have strengthened. In central Tbilisi, students, some carrying brooms as a symbol of torture, call for the arrest of government ministers responsible. President Mikhail Saskishvili has already fired two ministers and reshuffled prison staff. The moves have not quelled the growing disquiet. In western Georgia, in Zugdidi, the protests were political ahead of the country's October 1st parliamentary elections. Opposition leader Bidzina Ivanshvili told his supporters voters face a stark choice between good and evil in the wake of the prison scandal, which is threatening to unseat the pro-Western government. By the way, they've got videos, and you literally see 
these prison guards. And it's this, I think it's the same guy who did the Romney video, uh, kind of low, you know, a little bit from behind. And they see him kicking, and, and it's good. It's a really, it's a, yeah, I saw it. It's good video, right? It's not like some shaky cam. Someone's no, holding no, it's an like, actual. It's funny because you can get that kind of video in a prison, but you can't can't uh, do that in the street. But yeah. anyway, go yeah. on. And they're actually kicking the guy on the ground. A victory for Evangelia's Georgian Dream Party would install him as the country's new prime minister. The billionaire businessman owns a television channel which aired a video showing the prison abuses. Guards allegedly beat and humiliated inmates in Tbilisi's Gladani prison. The head of the prison and his two deputies were arrested. The government says it was staged, recorded by guards bribed by politically motivated persons. Yeah. Before the scandal broke and protesters took to the streets, the pollsters had the government with a 20 percentage points lead over the opposition. Okay, so the opposition, the guy owns a television station, so it's perfect. This has Putin written all over it. Yeah, it does. So what does Hillary do? She's like, well, well I'm going to get you uh, while I order. So um, Hillary, of course, her... You're making her other be curly of the three <laughs> stooges. <laughs> <laughs> so Hillary's like, well, I, I'm going to get you, Vladimir. I'm going to get you. I know what I'll do. I'll call up my bitch over there at uh, Amnesty International. Amnesty International, you know the woman who runs the place, right? Um, she used to work for uh, Hillary at the State Department. Uh, hold on a second. What is her name? Suzanne Nossel. Schwazel Nossel, and she was the Deputy Assistant Secretary for State for International uh, Organization Affairs in 2009, and uh, at the beginning of this year, she went to Amnesty International. So I, when I first saw this headline, I didn't understand what was going on until I saw that it is not just the Lennon-Ono Peace Prize and Grant, no, so that would be John Lennon-Yoko Ono, it is the Amnesty International John Lennon Yoko Ono Peace Prize and Grant. And guess who it went to this year by coincidence? Yoko Ono? No, no. Yoko Ono gives it away. John Lennon's dead. Yoko yeah. Ono gives it away. Uh, Hillary? No, no, no. No! Pussy Riot! For this case is about three young women who are in jail. Now, this is the, uh, this is Snozzle. For Amnesty, this case, this is about three young women who are in jail. First, the crime of singing a song. Just the crime of singing a song. No one and no one mentions. And by the way, they didn't tell Yoko that they did this in a church and that it would cause a ruckus. Uh, it's just they, they were just singing a song. They were just singing a song and they got thrown in jail. Is this the uh, woman? Or, no, no. <clears throat> from Amnesty talking. Yes. Who's talking? Yeah, this is Snozzle, and in a minute they're gonna have Yoko on. But this is Snozzle first. She because it's their it's their prize, but they bring in Yoko Ono to get some press. For this case is about three young women who are in jail for the crime of singing a song, uh, for challenging their government, for provoking, but for doing so peacefully. Peacefully? It wasn't peaceful. It was very disruptive. It's a terrible thing that uh, the all three girls have been jailed for not doing anything wrong. So this is Yoko Ono. It's a terrible thing that these girls have been jailed for doing nothing wrong. And they were just standing for freedom of speech. The, uh, just freedom of speech. And it's really very uh, <laughs> amazing that uh, that was allowed. It's amazing. Hey, Yoko, why don't you watch a news program for once? So you can see what really happened, you dork. And I really think that it's so important to... Uh, and by the way, you broke up the Beatles. ...work so that they can come out as soon as possible. I would like you to accept this on behalf of Pussy Riot. But first, 
Actually, here's the, 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 the one of the girls that that uh, Canadian Russian guy. He's there to pick it up with his uh, four year old daughter. So you know the whole thing is like you know, it's, all of a sudden the guy is now uh, able to do this. Uh, yeah, this pick, is this is the you're right. This is Hillary getting back pick at up the uh, award Putin for yeah. him pulling out L- other stunts. L- listen to him talk for a second. Then I got something to say about this uh, award. Very wonderful ceremony done by Yoko Ono, and obviously it's an amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, honor to receive this award from Yoko, and Yoko be, mean, has been championing various political causes in the world for, well, since the 70s, and her picking up the case of our three imprisoned girls from Pussy Riot is obviously It's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. She broke up the Beatles, you douchebag. She's not amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And they whore out the kid. Anyway, so let me just tell you who else uh, was a recipient this year. Bono? Nope. Uh, Rachel Corey. And... uh, Who the hell's Rachel Corey? 23-year-old American peace activist from Olympia, Washington, who was crushed to death by an Israeli bulldozer in 2003. She was killed? Yes. So that's a posthumous award. Um, But, gee... Oh, I remember, yeah. She's the girl that already bulldozed. But who do I see here? Bono? <laughs> no. Clooney? <laughs> you don't get to guess anymore. It's, no, stop. Author and activist John Perkins. Oh, really? The economic hit guy. So he goes to this bogative award from from the, the woman who broke up the Beatles and Amnesty International, the epitome of economic hitmen, and he's picking up an award. He's a sellout, dude. He well, is no, a he's sellout. A we had it. We, uh, myself and Horowitz interviewed him. Oh, really? Where's that interview? It was on Horowitz's show. It was uh, not DH Unplugged, but on whatever. I bet that's funny. We talked about it on the show. What'd you say that you guys that you're a sellout? Did you say, "Hey, you're a sellout"? It was it was uh, pretty obvious. But so he's a sellout, though. Well, it seems as if I think somebody took him aside and uh, put a gun to his head or something, and now it's like now. But meanwhile, he has to you know stay in business. Well, yeah, he has to eat. The guy's got to eat. Got to eat. Um, so they have, the but he you, definitely does not. Uh, he he actually backs off on the whole theory that he wrote in the book. He's not. He, what he's saying is it's not even true. Is that what it, like the? He book? didn't go that far, but it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, just kidding. Are different nowadays. It's, uh, <laughs> they don't uh, that kind of thing. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> it's kind of unusual nowadays. <laughs> Leave me alone. Really? Well, all right. Well, I understand these guys got to eat. He doesn't have a podcast. You know, he's not on the. The best podcast in the a lot harder, you know. We yeah, get, we, because we uh, get although, you know, with the with the PayPal <laughs> killing our, our our subscribers, it's gonna we won't be able to eat either. <coughs> We're on our way to selling out. Pretty soon, you'll be like, "Hey, Yoko, yeah, oh man, <laughs> Yoko, I love be here to take this award. I loved you when you were with the Plastic Ono band that give peace a chance. All we are saying." Is yeah, actually, people who listen chance. to our show should appreciate the fact that this is not going to go on forever. Oh, we go on. I'm singing in the background. Say yeah. And any time, anywhere along the lines, it could chance. be. 
Everybody's talking about that's exactly right. It's not going to last forever. That is obvious. And, and then you're going to be. You, I promise you, you still get. Everyone just gets sucked back into the vortex of lies and deceit. Well, the question is, where will Terrible. we go? I mean, I think I've burned too many bridges. I have no idea where I could actually go. I mean, you, you, you're pretty smart. You know, the only thing you have to worry about is Father Time. It's a problem. <laughs> but, uh, but he's creeping up on me, too. So the question is, what can we do? If, if we were to stop, if we were you to know, give you start up. start a dot-com company. Oh, please. I mean, what? No one's, no one's going to believe. You've had good it. ideas. That idea you had, the, uh, the app show, genius. It's like I'm doing books now. It's yeah, I know it didn't work out, but the idea was genius. I don't know quite what happened. <laughs> well, because uh, no one gives a crap about apps, turns out. Yeah, I know that's the irony. <laughs> that's we all thought apps was a big deal. <laughs> that's a, and and books, man. No one gives a crap about books either. It's amazing how that works. No one yeah, cares. No. But those you have to figure out what people give a crap about. And, but stuff that I can't, you know, Kardashians. It's hard. I mean, what am I going to do? Yeah, did you look at the Bravo lineup? They got two oh, goofball shows about no. techies. <laughs> really? Yeah, they got the Silicon mm. Valley show that has Sarah Austin. Yeah. And then they have this other show called oh, Cheeseburger no. or something. It's che about a oh. company up in uh, oh. Seattle called Cheese. Oh, C H E. No, no, no. That's, a, that's a huge company, man. Well, they had they were inside cheeseburger, and they have all these goofballs that are making you know they're throwing uh, things at each other in, really? in the office like they do. Yeah, ooh, and it's, ooh, ooh. it's like a, a reality show. Wow, junk, junk. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I have a two clips I'd like to put back to back before we go into our donation segment. Alrighty, what you got? The first one is the, I, I think this is interesting. I just found this to be fascinating. First of all is the newest Assange Gambit. You know about this? Uh, I do not. Play. Ecuador says it's considering asking Britain to authorize transferring Julian Assange to his embassy in Sweden so he can respond to sex crimes charges there. Ecuador also says the whistleblower could be questioned at its embassy in London, where Assange has been holed up since June. The UK is yet to respond. Ecuador granted the WikiLeaks editor asylum last month. I don't, I, wait a minute. I, I thought Sweden dropped the charges and they found no DNA on the, on the ripped condom. Apparently not. Hmm. They still want to talk to the guy. <laughs> hey, man, we just want to talk. I just want to talk. Just want so to the talk. Ecuadorians came up with this idea. Look, you Brits, since you're in bed with <laughs> Americans trying to screw this guy. Yeah. How about moving him to our embassy in Sweden? And yeah, then they can talk go. to him there. That's a very good idea. I like the idea. This is on RT, of course, because you know, no, no American news source is going to touch this story. Because we are way too busy. Important, now, important this things. one, this is the clip that got me kind of, this is the connection clip, which is, oh, this is funny. Apparently, every douchebag in the world is familiar with some of our practices, and it reveals itself in the revealing clip from Pakistan, top clip. Thursday saw the deadliest clashes between police and angry activists. The law enforcement agencies were unable to handle the mobs. They demanded that the people involved in production of the anti-Islam film should be charged or handed over to Pakistan. The government should A, demand from America 
that uh, hand over the culprits because they have committed crime against the world of Islam. And it is American tradition that if uh, any action or crime takes place against America, then no matter which country uh, is involved, that person would be subject to American law. Meanwhile, the American embassy in Islamabad, in a bid to calm down public rage over the anti-Islam film produced in the U.S., is spending $70,000 to air an ad on seven Pakistani television channels to disassociate the U.S. government from the film. I have, I have a number of things to say, but I want to hear you first. Well, first of all, I like the guy idea that in some douchebag in the middle of nowhere, Pakistan, comes out and says, Hey! The Americans, if somebody commits a crime against them, a.k.a. Julian Assange, they go after him and bring him to America for trial. Even though he's not an American, he didn't do it on American soil. He's got nothing to do with America, but they're gonna, but this is the American practice. Thus, we want America to send us these guys who made that movie because they committed a crime against Pakistan blasphemy laws. This is very interesting. So I like this, and I would like to up the ante. I'd like to send Bill Maher to Pakistan. Uh, I think we can easily send uh, Ben Affleck and George Clooney for the Argos movie, which is coming out in October. I'd like, in fact, I'd like to send him Brangelina. Well, you, you're onto something. <laughs> Maybe they're right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should adopt this policy. It's a great policy. Just say, <laughs> hey, you know what? Just every douchebag, just here. And you know what? I will throw in Kim K. Just for good measure. With a burqa. All right, that's point one, point two. That was the only point I made. Well, here's the only he, he, knowing something. The point, the point two is that this was a d- direct hit on the Assange, yes. the attempt of the Americans. That you, what did we expect to accomplish by bringing Assange into the U.S. and, and drawing attention to this problem? Let me let me, let me ask you a. They should just question. drone him. <laughs> let me ask you a different question. Uh, as 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 are the both principals and founders of the Curry Devorai Consulting Group, uh, known for all things media. The mavericks of media, as we're sometimes known on the street. Um, I find seven markets in Pakistan for only $70,000 to be an incredibly cheap media buy. <coughs> I don't even think you can get Austin for $70,000. Yes, $10,000 a spot. Where, oh, I don't believe for a second that they... No, in, in Afghanistan. or in Pakistan. India, Pakistan. Come yeah. on, Pakistan's a huge, huge... The rates have watched television. The rates have got to be way higher than seventy grand for seven markets. What? Just one airing, one pop? No way, John. No Maybe way. Maybe it was at two in the morning. Maybe it was on uh, uh, oh, okay. surplus time. Oh, they they did it in infomercial time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you got open? Well, we're usually closed at two a.m. But you know, for you, for ten grand, you can give you uh, how much time you hey, want. Wait, wait, wait! Can't you do it with the Pakistani accent? This is not uh, good. <laughs> like my. What the money we have to get tonight right now? But we have a very, very good offer for you. Seventy grand. We put you Hillary and clippity clap, and we put your mud right there on the television. Okay, that's good. No more drone. Thank you very much. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. So we can use all the help we can get, especially after having lost the Pakistani donors. <laughs> I think the Indian. All three of them. I think the Indians went too. <laughs> well, the Indians never come in. I mean, we got one Indian. The only Indians that have ever donated the show are live in the United States. They don't do it from India because they don't care. They don't, they will just not ever. Donate. I think every, every. I think I offended just about everybody on that one. 
Good. Good work. <laughs> Yay. That's why I did the New York guy. Andrew Holcomb, Ann Arbor, Michigan, $111.11. Another contribution to the Triple B Fund for bullets, beans, and books. Karma works right. I need a double shot right now to secure favorable outcomes for a health issue and a legal issue. No Agenda is the best podcast in the universe. Fact. <laughs> You've got right? karma. We should have answered with right. Right. Uh, Raymond Williams, Lafayette, Louisiana, $100. Uh, no comment that I can see. Maybe send a note in. I don't know. If I did, we'll get it to it next show on Thursday. I'll check. Wendy Burkelar in um, Ottawa, Ontario, $75. Discovered your podcast last October through a dating site. What? <laughs> For Indians. What? <laughs> One of my matches had the No Agenda podcast under his list of six things I can't live without. What? I decided, yeah, isn't that cool? This is awesome. I decided to check it out for myself. I've been an avid listener ever since. Quite honestly, No Agenda is the best thing to come out of the dating site. No, wait a I've minute. I've been meaning to donate to the show for quite some time, but as a musician, extra cash is hard to come by and harder to get to, get, to part with. But the other day, when a colleague said to me, that's a good question, I found myself spontaneously yelling, that's not a good question, <laughs> in my best John C. voice. And I knew I had to figure out a way to debone myself. <laughs> so I suspended my Netflix account for the next several months in order to free up some cash for this donation, $75. Oh, wow. that's, that, thank I, you. That's a, that's a great idea and a sacrifice, and that's highly, highly appreciated. And we do appreciate it. Yeah, Could I a get a de-douching and some karma? Love what yeah, you do. Course. Much respect to you both. Okay, that's Wendy. Wendy. Hey, Wendy, send a picture. I want to see, see why you didn't do so well on the dating site. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of running my own dating site. No agenda dates. That's an idea. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. That's a sacrifice, man. Get rid of your Netflix for us. Thank you. That, that's, that is really appreciated. Probably a double benefit. Getting rid of Netflix and giving up on that crap. This is true. Narada Stapel in Melbourne. 69! 69! Wow. This is it, too. We got one lone 69-69. It almost ended today, ladies and gentlemen. Almost. Wow. One lone one. One old Narada. 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 Much a longtime boner. First-time donor to the best podcast in the universe. I lived most of Australia and find it funny whenever you talk about how great Perth is. Trust me, you're not missing anything. If you ever visit Australia, the place is second to everywhere else. <laughs> that, but I'm here just getting by. I'll take a classic de-douching karma combo. I went to Perth, and I thought it was quite beautiful. I've also been to Victoria. He's, he's not, not a fan. It's where the VBs are fun. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. And that was it. Wow. So you had to play the outro. Oh, that was literally... We, we had one, 69, man. 69! 69, dude! Well, I guess that we'll have to retire the jingle pretty soon. I think it's going to be over yeah, next show. I think it's going to be over John too. Grumling, Aspen, Colorado, 5555. Uh, let's listen to show 445, and maybe due to the wartime conditions in the hotel, you guys missed something important, a blue-green violence story. The Afghan police officer who killed the Army soldiers hasn't worn his uniform since 2009 when he did the deed. Sounds like this has been going on all the time, but it's just now being pointed out to the Pentagon-controlled media. 
Huh? Huh? Oh, so he's saying that this is the October surprise will be a get the hell out of Pakistan, out of Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Well, possibly, he says. I think we should say it properly. Afghanistan. By the way, he, now he points out something interesting in this note, which I have to say I have not fully considered, even though I've, I've glossed it over. John, I'm with you on the cycle theory and the exception of 1849. However, one thing that all these guys overlook is that gold mining, especially pre-Civil War, required a lot more manpower than the Bernanke adding a few zeros on the Weiss terminal. It's the it wasn't just the gold coming out of the ground. It was the transportation, the building of mining towns, mm. suppliers, etc., mm. that kept mm. the recession mm. depression from happening right up until the war. Yep. I think they realized this and just use it as an excuse. The real reason comes from straight from Keynes, general theory. Whilst workers will usually resist a reduction of money wages, it is not their practice to withdraw their labor. Hmm. And I, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, show. you know, because I, I listened to the Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged show where you had the epiphany about 1849. Uh, a good show, by the way. The whole show was pretty decent. Um, and you were like, okay, now, now I finally figured out why that worked. But, yeah, you have to take all these other things into account. I think he's making a good point there. And, and so now, now what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I said that the epiphany was that Bernanke just shoving money into the economy, going to straight up to the bankers. Well, we know that's not no accomplishing no. this 30 trillion that we need to pump no. into the system. No, it's not accomplishing anything. So so we're doomed. Yes. Good news, everyone. Yeah. Doomed. <laughs> Sir Rod Adams in Forest, Virginia, 5555. Well, listening to show 445 in the morning, I heard an inspiration jingle combination. When I finished my morning walk, I followed through. I will now go to work designing nuclear reactors with a big smile i'd like to pass along the wonderful idea maybe it will become a new meme play milf followed by in the morning to inspire other listeners to the best <laughs> podcast in the universe or rod adams this is uh, atomic rod uh, who atomic i hope to, who i hope to see when we're uh, when miss mickey has her show uh, we're here trying- it is here he's got it uh he's got 5555 as the donation to celebrate the upcoming fifth that's what we have to push yeah five 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 because nobody's buying in these other crazy ideas let me, uh, yeah, five, 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 five. That's going to be it. I'm going to put that in the next newsletter. I'm going to I'm going to hand out the milf uh, in the morning. Yeah, right. It's a great combination, and I'm going to add a karma at the end there for all of our nuclear friends. Milf. That's one mother I'd like to. In the morning, you've got karma. Miss Mickey's uh, extremely excited about meeting Atomic Rod. <laughs> no, she is. She has uh, bring your Geiger counter. No, she um, she met up with one of our producers in Colorado, and he was talking about thorium and all this other stuff. And she's like, "Holy crap!" Because you know, when she was a kid, her mom, you know, forced her out into dem. You know, her, she's her whole family's like communists, and uh, forced her to wear like a ban the bomb thing. And you no, know, <laughs> I, I hate nukes. And she was brought up anti nuke. You know, obviously, this is Europe, right? Yeah. <laughs> in the fact. <laughs> I did a right on you, and you went, yeah. But you should have gone, no, that's not right. Yeah, right. Right? Fact. Fact. And uh, so she's been brought up very, being very afraid of the nuclear uh, Armageddon, and, of course, the Netherlands, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the we have nukes there, and the Americans control them. And for her to have this, like, oh, hold on a second, this might actually be the answer to all problems, by the way. Uh, I'm giving up on the Kia Soul. Uh, I have finally. I I I I blew Ms. Mickey away. I said, turns out, four out of five doctors recommend 
that the Volt, the Chevy Volt, they're going to take $10,000 off the price. Did you see this? Oh, I'll get one. You know what? There was a good breakdown of the Chevy Volt. I've, I've already tested the Chevy Volt. It's a really nice little car, and I think it should have been rebranded as a Cadillac because it's very, it's really a nice Chevy. But here's what's interesting: apparently, they're just going to probably dump inventory with this ten thousand dollars deal. Yeah, they want to get rid of it. They, 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 yeah, because they, they, they can't cost eighty five thousand dollars to manufacture. <laughs> That's why I want to get one. A stupid you, battery you're car. A deal. Yeah, you can lease one for two hundred and forty dollars a month. Right, and it gives you across the. You also get the special sticker to go across the bridge, and be well, in carpool. Well, that, that's quite a commute for me to go across well, the bridge. That's, <laughs> that's not good for you, but for me. But, I, but I'm I'm serious. Anyway, I had one, and I thought it was nice. I don't. The, 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 if you look around, the best one you want to get, if you can get one, get yeah. a black one. They look really good in black. The rest well, of the colors, uh, yeah. red's okay, but the oh, please, red car. Right. You might as well just say, kick me, and drive a red car. But I mean, how do I get over the battery part of it? I mean, it's it's real. I'm really I'm a sellout. I'm like John Perkins getting an Ono award with this. Is is that is that is it wrong of me to to want to go and and get in on this deal while the action's hot? No, that's a that's a smart move. It seems to me. Well, it seems it seems like a big sellout. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to have a big why. Because Did I'm you want a, a big V8 or something. I'm a big just... nitro burning dude. I'm a I'm in Texas. Yeah, you, you know, go people, for the deals. People might shoot at me. No one's going to shoot at you. Texas, especially Austin, is filled with those kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm losing my... I need water. Yeah, go ahead, if you need some water. Why don't you read the next couple and I'll get some water. <clears throat> okay. Oh, boy, I get to drive. Um, Joe Collins. Joe Collins, uh, who will be knighted today, uh, although I do not see... I guess he just sent in a, an accounting of his knighthoodage from Woodbridge, Virginia. <clears throat> Okay, no wonder he's not saying anything. He's from Hello, Virginia, but double nickels on the dime, and uh, we thank you very much for your uh, support of the program and your knighthood is coming up. Andrew Gardner from the No Agenda Racing Team, Sir Andrew Gardner. In the morning two weeks ago, I raced in New Jersey and forgot to get my racing car in. I didn't make it through the first lap of my first race without wrecking. We've seen the video. It was awesome. Last races of the season are this weekend at Virginia International Raceway. Can I get some no agenda racing karma for me? And two to the head for the competition, please. First, competition. And now the karma for noagendaracing.com. You've got karma. Awesome. We, we do have an update from Andrew. He had two races, and he came in poorly in one and, and won the second race. Oh! Unfortunately, the second race was only two guys, <laughs> and his competition crashed. <laughs> that's okay. He's, he's in there. Just hey, hey, we don't there. care. It doesn't matter, man. I mean, you know, you you can uh, you can say that when Obama wins, he's second. You know, one above the worst. Yeah, there you go. Podcast for peace in Alamo, California, fifty-one fifty. Why? Because it's time again for a karma shot. You've got karma. Anonymous in Normal, Illinois, at 5130. Uh, in the morning, John and Adam, just wanted to wish you both a happy fifth anniversary and ask for some all-purpose karma. Hey, one question for you I have. Hold on. Ow. You've got karma. Do I need uh, a special uh, kind of plug for the Volt? It comes with it. No, I, I, but I can just plug it into anything? Yeah, well, they, here's the deal. They have a. Uh, there's two things you can do. One, I need, you can don't plug I need a two forty. I need a two forty thing. A two forty. Yeah, just thing. anything. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you can and that but that it, to recharge the battery completely, it actually you have to plug it in at midnight and it gets recharged for by about nine in the morning. It takes nine ten hours. Yeah, you can also have installed into your house or wherever you are uh, a special two twenty a treadmill outlet. And you plug into that baby, and it, it charges the car in a couple of hours, two, put, three hours. Put Mickey on the treadmill. That would work. Hey, and uh, but it has an engine, right? It has, it has a, yeah, it has a, a, a gas engine. engine. Right, like 1.4-liter uh, engine. Yeah, it's a small engine. If you, after, if you go 40, 50 miles, and the, thing, the battery craps out, the engine turns on, you really don't notice so it. So this is the final question I have. Can you control when the engine comes on? No. Oh, so you can't say just don't come on. Or does it come on at a certain speed, or does it come no, on? No, no, it comes on when the battery's dead. I don't think you're right on that. I drove one. Oh, okay. Then you're right. I only got the, the engine to come on once, and that was because you didn't have you didn't charge it. You just kept going. Yeah, I kept going and going. I went about forty something, forty two so miles. You, so what the, you're saying is all you of a sudden. The, the car, the engine starts up, and I'm driving around. So you don't notice the difference. Um, but the, but does that then charge the battery, or is that not enough to charge the battery? That's just kind of taking I over. I think it's supposedly – the battery's always being charged, and I yeah. think the engine does a little bit. Like yeah. when you hit the brakes, it charges the right, battery. Right, 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 It's got all these crazy things. That's why the car costs too much. <laughs> Do you think uh, I can get laid driving this thing? No, no, no way. No. <laughs> Anti-laid-mobile? <laughs> I, I just don't see it. It's not a chick magnet. Even with a black one? You sure? How's well, the, the black how's, one might be? How's the GPS? You put, you put a decal on the side that says "chick magnet." See what <laughs> how's, how's the GPS? How, does the GPS perform? Uh, I didn't use it much. No. All right, so I, I think I can take the truck, and uh, they'll they'll probably give me five grand for the. Mm, maybe not. Maybe three sure grand. Sure, they will. <laughs> maybe three grand for the truck. If you get the thing leased for a couple hundred bucks, like you said, I can do that deal. I think it's two forty. I was looking at it. Two hundred forty dollars a month. That deal. It's a nice car. I mean, I don't want any debt, but... and so, well, There's a, one little problem with the car. Oh. For anyone who's got a oh. Volt, they'll know this. Oh. Get on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it to about 60 miles an hour and open the uh, the right rear, rear window. <laughs> it, it goes down to 40? No. <laughs> it pretty much busts everybody's eardrums in the car. Oh. You have to do it to appreciate what what I, huh. it's unbelievable. Is this a test? It's a you, huge flaw. As is, far this, as I'm is this a test you always perform with every new automobile? I don't know. I think I, I think I read about it or something before I was driving the car around. When I tried it, it was like holy! Everyone in the car was moaning at me. Stop it! Close the window! Are you killing us? It, it it makes a thumping sound. It's very strange. It's oh. like it, it's it's, a, it's aerodynamic. The car's really aerodynamic. Ah, so, right. so if you interrupt the aerodynamic thing by opening the window, right, it creates this weird. It's just strange. It's not it's not a deal killer as far as I'm Here's concerned. what I'll do. I think I think I'll do the following because uh, I like this because the commitment on the lease is only for 24 months. This is a big deal. What? For, yes. This this is what the deal I saw. 24 months. I maybe it may maybe it was two sixty, but it was either two forty or two sixty. No, anything under three hundred bucks is fine. I mean, are you kidding? It's it's fantastic. It's a great deal. So I'll trade in the uh, the truck. I'll get the uh, you know I'll have like maybe an extra eight hundred bucks after that because uh, you have to do a down payment. I'm sure there's a two thousand dollar down payment at least. Usually, yeah, okay. yeah. And then I'll get some really wide tires oh. and some rims that spin. <laughs> Yeah, we don't <laughs> expect to see you doing that. Okay. I'm getting a black one with big fat tires and rims that spin. Yeah. I, I, we're going right after the show. I'm going to go pick me up a, a Volt. I think it's great because you're right. The value is this is why I like it. 
they probably did. They are spending eighty thousand dollars to make him. They got and it was just a a, a blow job for the president. Uh, and so they got they can't get rid of him because you can't get laid in him, which is what a car is for. So this is a great deal because I'm getting laid no matter what. And I can uh, and I'm going to go get one of you one of these, and it's a great deal. It's a great deal. It is. I think it is a great deal. All right. Sir Lawrence McBride in Moortown, Merseyside, fifty-one thirty. Hey, Shittison, ask Adam if he's read Market Forces by Richard K. Morgan yet. Hmm. Apparently not. Hey, Give him some job. Up. Karma in the morning. You've got karma. In the morning. No, I have not. I have not. I just Great Falls, Virginia. We got Mr. M with $50.05. Please call me Mr. M. Greetings from the Gitmo Inca Nation, Lima, Peru. Ooh. Never really cared. Just send us some blankets. Never really cared much about the so-called world news until I heard the best podcast in the universe. Now I'm a sad but wiser man. Things could be better for me, but before receiving, you must first give. So here's my donation to you. I would like a de-douching karma squirrel combo for a job or new ways to generate income. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. By the way, I'd like to uh, just a uh, little inter intermezzo um, from the chat room regarding my decision to purchase a Volt. Um, quote, I'm getting laid no matter what. Famous last words. Uh, <laughs> Volt equals slave car. <laughs> and Adam, you're out of your effing mind. Start smoking weed again. Hmm. I don't know, John. I'm, I, <laughs> that's three against your one so far. Yeah, but those are three people in the chat room. Hey, easy on the chats. All right. Uh, and finally, we got Rebecca Nelson here in uh, Refru someplace or other. Renfrewshire. Renfrewshire. I don't, I, is it UK? It must be UK. Let's see if we got anything. I don't see a note from her. So well, we to be without uh -huh. a comment. $50. I want to thank her and everybody else who donated. It's a short list today. Hopefully we'll pick it up a little bit with our anniversary coming up uh, with the 5555 uh, donation, which will be the new anniversary donation. We want to thank everyone who did or the few people who did the 5130. Yeah. Two people today. Really? So that well, obviously was not working. Uh, so. I, maybe I should hold off on the... Um uh, on the, on any purchase of anything. Well, let's uh, see what happens on Thursday. Wow! If we get a few people with fifty five, fifty five, we'll assume that means that you should be getting a new car instead of driving around those old things that are the truck. Will I fit you know? in? Will I fit in the uh, in the car? Yeah, they're very roomy. Hmm. It's much more. Actually, the other the competitor I drove. I'm going to be uh, test driving a Focus. Electric pretty soon. Of I like this Ford Focus car. I like it a lot. I How think about this? I'm gonna. I'm, what I'll do is I'll get the fat tires, the rims that spin, and I'll just have a cord hanging out the back, dragging along. How about getting some uh, some of those <laughs> those brass balls that they put on the back? <laughs> wouldn't, it just, wouldn't it be fun just have a cord, just an extension cord, just bungling, just bouncing around, <laughs> just bouncing around? People yeah, are like, people are like, hey, onk, onk. oh, hey, dude, dude, your extension cord's hanging out, man, from your battery car. Oh, man, dude, thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, man, it's time to recharge, man. <laughs> hey, listen, people. Uh, we need your support, right? It's a fact that we need some support here. Uh, this is now third in a row. Yeah, third third down show in a row. Uh, we, we really need some support. Thank you. Please. 
Um, now we have got our anniversary coming up, and nobody. No cares. one gives a crap. It's like, oh, you know what? People are tired. They're tired of us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start looking to sell out. We could put ads on the show. Oh, what, what, what happened to your voice? Things we oh. should have been doing one today. <laughs> I've given up, John. I've given up. How many have You're we done? A beaten man. How a many? Man. How many have we done? You know, here's the here's the thing. Uh, who was it? Stack, I think, was saying that it looks like Apple is going to come up with a way to so you can uh, charge for podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, we're saved now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get a hundred dollars a week. It's gonna be great. No, seriously. Um, now, if you heard, um, uh, if you were listening to the uh, the donation segment, and you heard uh, that lovely donation come in from Wendy Berkelar uh, from uh, Ottawa. As she said, hey, I gave up my Netflix for you guys. You know, that is the value for value model. She apparently is getting more value from listening to the No Agenda show because we have no ads, because we are not beholden to anybody, because we are not slaves to the system, because we have given up a life of prosperity to just get by and make it happen. Now, John gets by a little more because he's got these columns, but, you know, he's been working on that for 40 years where people know he's a dick. You know, so but I can't even blow anything. I don't have any, I can't fall back on anything like that. You know, you've made you've made a career out of this, and I'm very jealous of that. Uh, too late now. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's no way you can't get in on that uh, scam anymore. And I say you've got it, you've nailed it, you've completely you've you've, you've gotten your way in. Um, but I don't think that that is that alone is going to make it work for you either. So um, I have nothing. And no, I don't. I mean, I got to try. And you put more work into this show than anything you've ever done before. You like digging through this crap. I mean, that yeah. thing you did earlier, which one of the Well, I, I didn't put. really do all the work there. But, you know, we you do a lot of work. Yeah, I do. And I do it from the worst, in the worst possible circumstances. And you do it. And what's funny is that you, you know, both of us do a lot of, you know, we will dig up stuff that people are not going to get. People are, you're, most people will not get any of this information. Or the analysis. I mean, the analysis is great, but even just bare information sometimes is like, I never heard this before. I mean, we're picking stuff up because we're looking at, listening to a lot of, we're doing a lot of work that the people who listen to our show don't have time to do. They actually work for a living. They don't have time to listen to the, the news from Pakistan. It's yeah. like, it's not interesting. I mean, they don't have time for it. Who has time for this? I had to, We're filtering <laughs> mechanisms, the two of us. Uh, I had this, some suggestions. I can do porn with Bobby Eden. Now, there you go. I can do some webcam porn. There's an idea. This probably makes less money than this show. No, um, I have on uh, quite good authority, she makes more money than I do with the webcam stuff. But just doing webcam girl stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of these women, a lot of these, there's so many webcam girls, I would have to assume yeah, but she, that there's money to be made. Yeah, well, uh, you have to understand, she, she has movies, so she's got product. Not she's, she's, made, she's not making movies anymore, but you can Google Bobby Eaton, and you'll see some three-input movies that'll blow you away, so that the fantasy is there. So it's not like just some, you know, some bomb-bomb, take-a-wah-wah webcam girl. You know, this is Bobby Eden. She's a celebrity. She's right, a you're star. you're getting a little more than a plain webcam girl. So she sent me the fleshlight, her her fleshlight. Ugh. <laughs> and, she, and, and, uh, and I just put it on the mantle, you know. I just like, cause we, we were on our way to Chicago. And, and Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, we come back. She's like, okay, 
Um, you have to put this thing somewhere else. It's creeping me out. <laughs> it's totally creepy. You know, and I feel I don't want to criticize anybody who uses that device as a mechanism to make money by selling it. But I do criticize someone who actually uses it. Well, yeah. It's pretty bad. It's a bad idea. It's, it's a very bad But the bad guys, idea. I guess, selling them like hotcakes. This because is the, you know what the this problem is? is. There is a, I don't want to say which podcast it is, yeah, but I know you know which, which one. one it yeah, is. Yeah, of course. It relies on selling those things to make the money. kind of money that we I think, solicit I think from make more. Listeners. I think they make more. These things and are, these are not cheap. I just don't think that's the way to go. But you know what's wrong about the fleshlight? Is the edges, they scratch. Hey, oh. How would you know this? Yeah. <laughs> Dvorak.org slash N-A Look, help us out, will you? You can see I'm already doing product testing. I think we need some help. It's your birthday, birthday. Well, there's one big birthday today, and that was celebrated yesterday. And we congratulate the one and only J.C. Buzzkill Jr. for, um... How, what do you, what, how old is he now, uh, John? Ah, uh, he's already lying about his age. <laughs> really, I bet he is. Yeah, well, so. we know he lost his humor, so he's got to be at least twenty-two. Yeah, I think. I think he's, think he's uh, is he older than that. He's twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, he's getting there. Wow, wow. All right, well, congratulations, Buzzkill Junior. Thank you for all that you do for uh, the best podcast in the universe. Which he doesn't do for free either, by the way. That comes right off the top. Just want to mention that. Um, and two nights, of course, we have our instant night. It's great. And we have uh, one of our layaway nights, Joe Collins, who, uh, if you can just thank you very much, got that one. So Patrick Wilson and Joe Collins step on forward. The two of you, thank you so much for your contributions. Actually keeping us afloat today. With uh, your generous donations to the best podcast in the universe, so I hereby pronounce thee Knights of the Norwegian Roundtable. Sir Patrick and Sir Joe, come on over. We got your hookers and blow, your rent boys and Chardonnay, your wenches and beer, your hot pants and booze, and your sexy scooters if you so wish. Take your well-deserved spot here at the roundtable of the Knights of the No Agendas. And again, thank you so, so, so very much uh, from both our families for supporting us. Yes, thank you. And we won't have these long whining sessions if people would uh, step up a little bit here. So there was an interesting bill that came before the House uh, that I caught just uh, the other day. Mr. Speaker, I move to suspend the rules and pass H.R. 5987 as amended. The clerk will report the title of the bill. H.R. 5987, a bill to establish the Manhattan Project National Historical Park in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, Los Alamos, New Mexico, and Hanford, Washington, and for other purposes. <laughs> so here's a bill uh, to establish the Manhattan Project Park. <coughs> now, the Manhattan Project... In three places. Yeah. The, the Manhattan Project was uh, essentially the project that created the nuclear bomb. Am I correct? Yeah, the big the the bombs that we dropped on Japan that were created right. by this project. So Dennis Kucinich uh, rose in opposition. I said, I'm going to have none of this. Technology which created the bomb cannot be separated from the horror which the bomb created. The celebration of the technology of the bomb bespeaks a moral blindness to its effects which include not only the devastation of the people of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but the $10 trillion Cold War between the U.S. and Russia, 
and the tens of thousands of nuclear weapons which today hang over the world like so many swords of Damocles. At a time when we should be organizing the world towards abolishing nuclear weapons before they abolish us, we are instead indulging in admiration. <laughs> yeah. What's your problem? I'm so glad we got rid of this guy. I mean, he's really, he needs to shut up. I mean, <laughs> shut really, up, slave. Surely, really, I mean, slave, you please just. Shut up, slave. It is a fact. I like the way they got rid of him, too. They, 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 they just redistricted. Reorging of the zones, you know, of his uh, district. A reorg. You know, reorg. Let's get rid of this yeah. guy. He's, he's a he's thorn a pain in, in the side. Ass, pain in the ass. It is a fact, right, that no American president has ever been to Nagasaki, to the uh, nuclear uh, memorial no, there. Be protest. They couldn't do it. No, well, no, because we <laughs> we built that. <laughs> we built that. I would like to mention that there's a special date coming up, John. Maybe we can do something with the donations for that. Uh, yeah. 10, 11, 12 is a Thursday. Okay. So that's uh, October 11th, 2012 is a Thursday. Is there something special we can do? 10, 11, 12? 10, 11, 12. Uh, people I don't can know. Give us, Maybe somebody can come up with something for us. Well, people can give idea. us uh, $1,011.12. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's just a thought. The real sweet spot for these kinds of donations is between fifty and two and two hundred dollars. Oh, really? <coughs> um, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad someone's paying attention. Anyway, so uh, I got one. All right. I got plenty, but go ahead. Okay, well then I get mine out of the way. Yeah. Uh, let's do. Have you heard about this? India launches missiles unreported. Nope, have not heard it at all. India has test-fired its nuclear-capable Agni-3 ballistic missile from a base in the eastern state of Odisha. The surface-to-air missile, with a range of more than 3,000 kilometers, was successfully fired from the Badrak district, according to defense officials. The latest test comes two days after India test-fired its second 4,000-kilometer range Agni-4 missile from the same base. So what are they saying? Uh, Pakistan, look out? I don't know what the deal is. I mean, this was not reported by American news media. We don't talk no, about their crazy not. missiles. Yeah. But it, but if if Iran launches a like a firecracker, yeah, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's all over the news. Oh, these guys are going to be killing kill everyone. Us. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, stop. Yeah. The yeah. details of the missile are also have if you want to hear them. Well, kind of interesting. Of the missile? Yeah, details of Indian missile. Hold on a second. Oh, um, I bet it can hurt you. Agni-3 is capable of carrying warheads weighing up to one and a half tons. It is 17 meters long, weighs around 50 tons, and equipped with hybrid navigation, guidance, and control systems, along with advanced onboard computers. The first development trial of Agni-3 was carried out in July 2006, but it failed to achieve the desired result. Three subsequent tests conducted in 2007, 2008, and 2010 were all successful. Uh, that's, your, that's worth your $50 right there. Now, here's another one. Do you know about Scotland? Um, I've, heard, uh, I've heard it exists, yes. You know they're breaking away from the U.K.? Well, they'd like to, yes. 
Oh, well, here's the Scotland in Revolt uh, clip from Russia today. That's later, but now thousands are set to march for independence in Edinburgh this weekend, with people flocking to the capital from across Scotland. A referendum to break away from the UK is due to be held in 2014, and it's expected that the details could be hammered out by next month. Oshie's Jacob Greaves reports. The event taking place in Edinburgh has been trumpeted as a stepping stone to the referendum to be held on independence in 2014. The organisers want similar demonstrations to take place on an annual basis, building up to that vote. They're bid to try and gain some momentum on the issue. Now, organisers also stress it's not just going to be supporters of the Scottish Nationalist Party in attendance. Also like to see those who normally vote for the Labour Party, for Liberal Democrats or Conservatives. Now, any issue and decision when it comes to independence likely to be thrashed out here in the building behind me in Westminster. And here is where Alex Salmon, the head of the Scottish Nationalist Party, just this week met David Cameron, the Prime Minister. He also, though, Salmon, received a bitter rebuke from the Work and Pensions Minister. He said that Salmon and the Scottish Nationalist Party wouldn't be able to handle the welfare state independently. Well, the interesting thing is that a lot of the the wealth for the United Kingdom comes from Scotland. All the oil is up there. Yes, and Scotland decided that they could handle, you know, this guy says, you guys can't handle the welfare You can't state. handle the welfare. We have money, you want it, we give it to you. Nah. So, uh, meanwhile, the Scots say, yeah, it's bullcrap, we got all this oil, we're going to use that to, for the welfare state. And, but I thought that was a weird comment that they would say, you can't handle the welfare state. I mean, this is like, what is this saying about the, all these countries? Ah, you can't break away because you, you're, you're poor and you're idiots. <laughs> you're poor. And we give you free money you to poor be part shit. of us. You poor shit. <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. This is not covered at all in the United States. No, you know what it is covered? Boardwalk Empire terror drills. Yesterday here in New York, the NYPD held a mock terrorism drill on the set of the HBO show Boardwalk Empire, which is constructed in Brooklyn and is a meticulous recreation of Atlantic City, the boardwalk in 1920. It gives the police department a realistic environment to hold exercises while not scaring the public half to death. Now, how does a boardwalk that looks like it looked in 1920 give you a realistic simulation. <laughs> Maybe they're going to go back in time. <laughs> what kind of realistic? I mean, really? That's not realistic. I think they, they shot, they shot a, uh, some false flag movie. I think they shot something there. There's something dubious about this report. It's very dubious. And again, uh, poorly reported. And without asking the simple question that you just asked, yeah. how is this realistic? How is, that, how is it realistic? It's a, it's a set from, from 1920. If you know how these sets are designed, the, yeah, <laughs> the only thing that's real, that's kind of realistic, is the frontispiece, the the front of it. If you go into any of these buildings, they're they're set set you up for cameras you drop and out the lighting. Back, you and drop out no the back, back end. You drop yeah, out the no back. There's no walls. <laughs> It's, it's like, how's realistic. this realistic? There's no walls. I think they shot a, a, a PSA there or something. You watch. You watch. Let's just wait. Terror attack in Jersey. You it's can't trust anything that comes off on NBC. No. Well, how about this then? I think this was, this might have been NBC or CBS. But James Holmes, our um, Ronald McDonald lookalike so-called patsy for the uh, Aurora, Colorado Batman shootings. Uh, now, you remember that uh, he looked uh, like he was on uh, drugs when he was first uh, brought out. 
And it uh, looks like they've got him on new medication. This is how James Holmes looked in his previous court appearances. Disheveled, long hair dyed orange and inattentive to the point of almost seeming to fall asleep as if he was dazed or on medication. I mean, they're just coming out and saying it. I'd like to point that out. As if, no, no, he was dazed and on medication. But today, a whole different look and demeanor. Have you seen the new look? The new James Holmes look? I have not. Ex- his explained. eyes are, it's like he's bugging out. Like he's completely bugging out. His dark brown hair, close cropped. A beard and mustache, neatly trimmed. And he was alert, following the proceedings. At times, even looking into the audience. As attorneys argued over access to the notebook, he allegedly mailed to the University of Colorado. So the, uh, the reporter on this story... He comes back after this little package that he rolls out, and now he's going to really explain the truth that they've put him on new medication. I was in the courtroom for Holmes' first court appearance just after that shooting, and i got to tell you, Scott, the difference between what he looked like then and today was nothing short of stunning. I had to look twice to make sure I was seeing the same man. But because Uh of the gag order, we have no idea what brought about this dramatic change. So we don't even, it may not even be the same guy. He's even saying it. I don't. I had to look twice. I didn't think it was the same guy. Probably not. Of course, it's not. It, his hair's all different. His, you got to look at the pictures. It's, it's, it's bugging out. I think it's uh, it's the Haldol. You know, oh God, I'm so I'm so angry. I wish I could have gotten on the Haldol. Was, okay, uh, well, I got one kind of interesting clip. I think this uh, this is kind of like a throwback story that I, this took place in the Bay Area once, and now it apparently took place in Holland, and I just think it's a funny story. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? You're going to do the Facebook Come on. thing? Nobody gets to hear these stories here. Right, police had to be called into a suburban Dutch town where around 4,000 partygoers turned up at a teenager's birthday party. The crowd threw stones, bottles and even bicycles at police who had been put on standby after the party invitation went viral on Facebook. The girl forgot to mark her event as private and had to flee her home after over 100,000 users said they would attend. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. What a bullcrap distraction. I don't think it's even a real story. Oh, no, it happened. Well, wait a minute. Are you telling me... Okay, let me get this straight. Are you telling me that I could be on Facebook and just put out some announcement that I'm going to have a party somewhere to promote a book maybe, but let's say my birthday party will be this and that. And then, oh, I accidentally didn't put it on private or whatever. I well, no, get 4, no, no. Oh, stop. People to show up? Stop. That part, of course, is not true. It was intentional. The uh, whole idea was to get a party going. And it was, there's not about just putting it on private. That's bull crap. But yeah, I mean, this, you know, it's, this is a, a Facebook promotion. I don't know what it is. It's a distraction. It's don't look at your p- political parties, your political system falling apart. We're about to screw you people into the European Union. Yeah, no, Union. I'm not saying it's not. Oh, I just okay. thought it was a, a story that seems, it's like, oh, it's, does, I don't know. <sighs> I, I'm skeptical that this actually took place. No, it 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 did it happened. It did happen. They were talking about it, and the, I even saw stories like, "Oh, it's so cool! We're gonna have a drone filming it all." And you know, people like having a little, uh, you know, remote control uh, one of those helicopter drones. It was like, it's just who gives a crap? Just who gives a crap? Just don't waste my time with that. Well, I'm looking for some promotional ideas <laughs> for your book. <laughs> so there was this. Uh, we didn't get an invite. 
The Social Good Summit. What? Yes, the Social Good Summit. You were not invited, were you? We are the social good. Oh, thank you. That is an opening of the show. This was a big, big to-do. And uh, uh, we and Silicon Valley was invited. I mean, you're there in the milieu, milieu, and you're, and you're driving electric cars, but you should be reporting on this stuff. Even Hillary Clinton welcomed all of her techno experts, including some well-known in, uh, outfits. I am so delighted to be joining you for this year's Social Goods Summit. And I want to thank Mashable, 92Y, the UN Foundation, Ericsson, the Gates Foundation, and UNDP for creating this extraordinary platform for global engagement. So that's it. Mashable is compromised. Uh, Mashable is now officially compromised and a puppet of the New World Order and the State Department. You cannot trust anything that is unmashable anymore. Pete, what's it's, his name? What's his name? Can you hear me? Um, yeah. I, am I speaking in a funny voice? No, you sound great. <clears throat> I'm, I, I went to the mashable.com slash SGS to yes. jump right to it. Yes. And they have a uh, streaming, uh, they're streaming this event. Yes. Anyway, is, is something wrong with our sound today? <laughs> I don't know. Do I sound strange to you? <laughs> you sound a little strange to me. All right, all right. Do I need to unplug? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look at this thing. I'm going to look at it right now. Because it, it really, really annoyed me uh, that, that Mashable is sold out. I'm, I'll play a little bit of the rest of uh, Hillary's thing well, here. Well, actually, yeah. Cashman's on this podium yeah. as we speak. Oh, really? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, is he saying something? I had to unplug. Okay, well, let me let me get it right now. Hold on, let me see. I have a let's, backup let's, system. I could go on it. Let's see what he's saying. He's on. He's live now on the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, the guy is sold out. I mean, the whole mashable.com slash sgs. Yeah, I got it. I got right it. On it. Oh, could not load. Oh, here it is. Is that him on the right? Provides yeah. for our security oh, and defense. Oh, with Susan Rice. As a nation. Uh, yeah, it makes your and buddy. implements our foreign policy. Uh, there's no way that can be done without. Look at him. Uh, That's him. A, a central yeah. voice, which Dick. is representative. Hold on a second. The people, which is not to say there isn't a role for more, I guess or for social Oh man, he couldn't. He couldn't get a business model together. So they had, this is what he had to do. I didn't know about this until five minutes ago when you told me about it. Really, it's been going on for forty-eight hours already. role in that regard. I don't pay attention to these sorts of events. But this is a whole big Silicon Valley who how we're all groovy. It's in New York City. It's not very Silicon Valley issue. Oh, it's me. techno experts. Listen, you know, leaders from around the world are coming together. This leaders from around the world, John. Hey, where are you, huh? Week at the United Nations, seeking solutions for some of the toughest challenges we all face, and at the same time, a revolution in social media is helping people everywhere take part in a global conversation about how we can work together to advance the common good. We are living at a moment when anyone can be a diplomat. All you have to do is hit send. Oh, anyone can be a diplomat. All you got to do is hit send. <laughs> or blow Mashable. So, so that's is- uh, that takes care of Mashable as being objective. Yeah, so... 
I, so I was, the reason why I'm uh, interested is because I was looking for video of Todd Park. Todd Park is our chief technology officer, you know, the guy who replaced uh, Vivek and all that crap. And the COBOL. And well, but, he's, but he is better. He's better. Here's the quote that I wish I wish I had on video. <clears throat> We've really embraced the power of open innovation, said Park, who broke his job down into three primary tasks, making new data available to the public, take already publicly available data that's unusable and make it usable, and making entrepreneurs and innovators aware of government data. Now, here comes the quote, and, and I'm going to get this. I know it's been recorded somewhere. You take the data that's already there and jiu-jitsu it. Put it in machine-readable form. Let entrepreneurs take it and turn it into awesomeness. What? <laughs> I can't wait to get that quote from him. You've got to jiu-jitsu the data and turn it into awesomeness. Oh, I got to get this. this. is This is too rich. What are you doing? I've got another computer, and I've got that. I got it. Oh, now you're distracted. Now you're just watching that. No, no, no. Hey, you know, uh, Gitmo, you don't have to kick people just because they're dickheads in our chat room. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. Um, Please don't turn into twit. That's okay. What? No, they they booted someone out of the chat room, which then I'm just because he was yelling at me, and I yelled back. So y'all don't have to. I think they should. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, well, you're a troublemaker. I, well, I said people shouldn't be be banned. You don't have to kick people out of the chat. So United Nations Foundation 92Y, what is that, you think? I have no idea. That's techno experts. It's all techno experts. 92Y, that we have to look into for the next show. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is, is Gitmo now angry at me? <laughs> now you guys, you're you paying too much attention to the chat room. Let's get back to the show. A monumental I'm a techno expert. Opportunity. And at the State Department... We are working to harness new technologies that will strengthen civil society, fight corruption, empower youth, and promote women's health. We've partnered with the Community of Democracies to create an online network for leaders in new democracies. Woo! As techno-experts, Mashable is becoming the techno-expert of America. They are compromised. I'm telling you, you can watch it now in every single story Pete Cashmore comes out with. And we're making it easier for Americans to contribute to civil society groups around the world. With Mashable! But we can't do this work alone. Oh, we no. need your help. Yeah. So please use this unprecedented Dude, they, they opportunity. They do fine without our help. Opportunity <laughs> to become involved. Share your ideas. Mobilize your friends. Take action online and off. And wow. wow. What? Who wrote that line? I'm going to take, take action. Your, wait a minute. I'm taking action uh, offline. And help yeah, us ensure so that this global conversation delivers results for people. Ooh, okay. Anyway, so there was some action. We had some real action going on. And uh, and uh, apparently, the cyber wars have begun. John, are you aware of this? Uh, I didn't have any salvos. This just in. National security officials tell NBC News that cyber attacks this week that slowed the consumer websites of J.P. Morgan Chase and the Bank of America are being carried out by the government of Iran. 
One source says the attacks are looking to cause significant damage. A Chase spokesman told CNBC the website was having problems earlier today, but is now fixed. He declined to comment on whether the web problems were the result of a cyber attack or not. Yeah. So uh, when you when uh, essentially when you suck and your website sucks and or you have no money and you just oh we're being attacked by Iran. It's really that's really outrageous. You're saying we oh just being attacked by Iran. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, but the State Department the Iranians are going to cut themselves off from the internet and become the, do a, just a, a, a countrywide internet. Which is kind of the way it began here. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think they're going to, I think it's going to start a trend. What? The they're not going to be, if, if they can pull it off and they can just keep themselves locked out, yeah. they'll, uh, the other countries will follow suit. It's the beginning of the end. And we're using the internet as a weapon <clears throat> instead of using it as a, as a, a tool of love. Kind of, uh, you know, somewhere you get, it just opens things up. We're using it as a weapon. It's a tool of delivery love. Delivery mechanism. This, this, this is killing the internet. In fact, the end of show clip. <laughs> you, you want? I'm not done, but you want to do that now because we're not done yet. But if you want to, no, no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm just teasing the end of show clip. Oh, you're teasing. The you're end of show me. clip just doesn't discuss this specifically, but it is about the dangers that are that we're witnessing, that we're and, we're it's witnessing. A, and it's a, it's Richard of all people, of course. It's the very entertaining Richard Stallman. Oh, Kidoki who was on uh, Russia Today uh, ranting about uh, the evils of, uh, of censorship on the Internet. But, the, but that's for when Adam is done with whatever he's... But what's your next thing? Well, I was going to go back to where we started this morning with uh, this fantastic session with uh, Janet Lucy Napolitano. We need to be very, very afraid of everything in the entire world. Uh, with uh, Olson... Uh, this Olson douche, what's his first name again? He's the guy that, uh, he's a lawyer and he is now in charge of the, uh, anti, uh, the terrorism, uh, thing. He's the, the counterterrorism czar. And then Perkins, who is the, uh, assistant or the deputy FBI director. And so they were asked uh, several different questions. We've already talked about uh, some of the TSA stuff. Uh, let's listen to what uh, Lucy Napolitano thinks are the biggest threats to uh, these United States. I would uh, add to uh, what was said um, uh, the nature of a she sounds wasted. Own <laughs> Islamist ter- terrorist or, or, terror, or terrorism. Terror, what terrorism. we saw, for example, terror. the arrest in Chicago last Saturday, I think it was Saturday, yeah, yeah. of an individual. I'll have to check the script to schedule the call sheet. So, yeah, it was Saturday. We, and we've seen a pattern of this or several of these uh, instances uh, uh, over the last year. I think the Internet serves as a facilitator for that. There you go. It's a facilitator for that. It's not a tool of love. Um, and I think the, the so-called lone wolf can also be a lone Islamist in, in that regard, motivated uh, by motivations uh, that may be behind, for example. Motivated occur- by motivations? I knew you'd what? love that. I knew you'd love it. L- listen to the whole sentence. Motivated by motivations. Be a lone Islamist in, in that regard, motivated uh, by motivations uh, that may be behind, for example, what occurred in Benghazi. <laughs> what? Yeah, motivation, motivated she's, by... She's talking in double talk. She's hammered. I think you're absolutely right. I think, she, I think she's on drugs. I think she's hammered. So here's um, uh, Matthew Olson, Matthew G. Olson, former NSA guy, lawyer, and he wrote the book about national security being actually a financial problem. Guy talks out of the side of his mouth. 
When a guy talks out of the side of his mouth, what does that mean? It means he's a sharp guy talking out of the side of his mouth. He's, he's literally talking out of the, he, and his, he, the, out of the side he, of my mouth. He talks out of the right-hand bottom corner of his mouth yeah. like this the whole time. That means time. he had a stroke. No, he did not have a stroke. <laughs> well, usually that's what it means. No, I, I think he's a shady character. Oh, okay. Well, he had a stroke or he's a shady character. Well, wait a minute. Isn't there a saying he talks out of the side of his mouth? Isn't there a saying? Yeah, you can talk out of both sides of your mouth. Mm, is that, is, isn't there just one side? No, you can talk out of both sides. It means you say one thing onto this side, no, no. and then you say something else out of this side. Well, he's saying the one only out of the right side. Here's what he says. Uh, Director Olson, how about you? What's what's your uh, what- uh, Director Olson? I'm uh, I'm Lieberman. I mean, how can how can this guy? This he's an independent, right, Lieberman? Yeah, the they, Republican Party kicked him out, and so he ran independent. They need to kick this guy out of the country. Oh, no, is it, I don't know. Maybe it's a Democrat. He, yeah, he was a Democrat. They kicked him out. Well, he's an a-hole is what he is. He represents well, we the that. a-hole party. Uh, Derek he Tolson, could have been vice president. But you, what's, what's your, uh, what's what's your, what are your major concerns? He talks like he has a potato in his mouth. Concerns about sources of threats to our homeland. In, in terms of this threat. Enough with the homeland. Why is, it, why is he even saying this? Threats to our homeland. Our homeland. I hate that meme. Because it's bull crap. Where do you live? In the homeland? What are your major concerns about sources of threats to our homeland? In in terms of the threat to the the United States homeland, I would put AQ in the Arabian Peninsula at the top of the... Oh, AQ. uh, Write this down, John. AQ in the Arabian Peninsula. AQAP at the top. List and, but I would also uh, put, uh, again, AQ Core, uh, notwithstanding its greatly diminished capability. Oh, AQ Core. Write it down, John. AQ Core. Wow. AQ Core. Does and, he have a slideshow for this? No, he's coming out of the side of his mouth. I'm telling you. Should I talk about AQ Core? I put the top. Uh, but there's more. AQ Core's dead. And, no, he says that even though they've been diminished... They're still really important. The list, and but I would also uh, put uh, again AQ Core, uh, notwithstanding its greatly diminished capability. Yeah, it does retain no. the intent, uh, and we've seen this to to carry out like an Geithner. attack, even if it's a smaller scale, uh, less sophisticated attack uh, right. than we've seen in the past. And listen, and listen to the Lieberman. Sounds right. like Geithner. Yeah, oh yeah. But listen, to Lieberman. Go, right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Even yeah, that's right. Or, Listen, uh, notwithstanding its greatly diminished capability, yeah. it yeah. does retain the intent, uh, and we've seen this to to carry out an attack, even if it's a smaller scale, uh, less sophisticated attack uh, right. than we've right. seen in the past against the U.S. homeland. Um, uh-huh. And then third, I, I would. Uh, and again, these are not in any particular order, but I would also li- include on that list uh, Iran and Hezbollah, uh, <laughs> echoing the comment about it. Really, that their uh, the likelihood of an attack inside the United States depends largely on events in the Middle East and and what we see. All right, so let me just get this straight: the biggest threats to uh, our homeland are people who live on the Arabian Peninsula and Iran. What are they getting on the plane and flying it over here? Are they, they, they bringing fighters? Or are they, they taking, submarines? they're walking over? I mean, what, this seems like this submarines? kind of far away. I mean, this is the biggest threat. Have you ever been to the <clears throat> Middle East? Uh, it takes no. forever to it's, get there. It's a pain in the ass. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is the biggest threat to the homeland, is this. The biggest threat to the homeland. I mean, come on. I mean, wake up, people. All right, here's Perkins uh, about the cyber threats. He's the deputy director of the FBI. 
Organized crime in cyberspace offers a higher profit with lower probability of being identified and prosecuted. Hold on, John. That's our next gig. Hold on. Let me write that down. Higher profit, no chance of being identified, no cost. This is a great gig for we us. we got enough uh, techno experts on we, our, we do. Uh, in our team we that should we be, do that. We should become cyber warriors. We, I, know, I have an idea. We could offer, say that we, somebody, we know someone with $50 million that we got to get out of the country, <laughs> and they can help us out. Yeah, all they have to do is just open a bank account. Yeah, and then give us ten bucks, and yeah. then we'll uh, send them fifty million. Yeah, uh, okay. You might want to unplug and replug because you went. Uh, the... I did nothing. I did nothing. Okay, you sound good now. Listen, and prosecuted, and hackers and hacktivist groups such as Anonymous and Lulsec oh. are pioneering their own forms of digital anarchy. Okay, let me just get this straight. Hacktivist groups like Lulsec. And Anonymous, whose websites are still up today, by the way, you haven't taken their websites down. They're pioneering the new activism, which you're right, John, is clearly bad. With these diverse threats, we anticipate that cybersecurity may well become our highest priority in years to come. That is why we are strengthening our cyber capabilities in the same way we enhanced our intelligence and national security capabilities in the wake of the September 11th attacks. I I guess we're going to get felt up online now. We are focusing our cyber division on computer intrusions Mm. and network attacks. We are also hiring additional computer scientists to provide Mm. expert technical support to critical investigations ongoing in the field. Mm. As part of these efforts, we are expanding our cyber squads in each field office to become cyber task forces. Oh, man, I want to be a cyber, uh, cyber squad task force. That will be focused on intrusions and network attacks. Yeah. We are also working with our partners to improve on the National Cyber Investigative Joint Task Force, or oh. NCIJTF. NCIJTF? I want that business card? The FBI-led multi-agency focal point for coordinating and sharing of cyber threat information. Step back, citizen. N-C-I-J-I-T-F here. All right, so so he's kind of boring. But I do need to wrap it up with the executive order that uh, we've been talking about. I got a lot of flack, by the way, for that draft executive order that I, uh, that I read on the show that we deconstructed a couple episodes ago. Uh, I got a lot of people like, that's bogative, that's bogus, that's bullcrap. Did you get any of that? Are you there even? Are you, are you even still listening? Are you connected to this program? Wow. I was just talking to myself the whole time. This is very sad. Hello, testing. Oh, okay. No, you were, I was saying stuff and you weren't hearing me. No. All right. I unplugged again here. and plugged. All right, you're good. So here's the question. You know that thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, Microsoft had its own police department, had to go all over the world and crack down on some on a couple of botnets and all this. Yeah. Where's the FBI in all this? Well, they're still hiring. I've been telling you. They Here's an example. A number of years ago, there was some guy who was being harassed by some hackers, and it turned out to be some kid in his basement somewhere. And he called the FBI because they were interfering with his machine and his, his uh, yeah, I think his business. And they said they couldn't, didn't have time to help him. And so he said, well, what if I track the guy? I'll go ahead, do whatever you want, but we, we don't have time for this. And so he went and tracked down the guy, <coughs> excuse me, got his home address, found out where the guy was and told the cops, and they still wouldn't do anything. This is bull crap. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Yeah, well... Uh, it's about to get a whole lot worse. 
Um, so you heard what I said about the executive order. Yes? The people- no, I heard everything. Okay. So um, um, Lieberman asks Lucy if, uh, if how the executive order is coming along. I think this is kind of important to know. As you know, the, the Senate failed to pass comprehensive... Oh, this is Kaka. I'm sorry. Here's your guy from Hawaii, Kaka. Cybersecurity legislation prior to uh, the August recess. Uh, because the prospects of enacting legislation this year uh, are dim, uh, dim, I support the president's use of... Uh, his authorities to improve cybersecurity of the nation's critical infrastructure, such as the power grid. Oh. My question to you is, what what are the contours of the executive order? Contours of the executive order currently under consideration. So another good one. So everyone knows that this is happening. So my draft was not that bullcrappy as people made it out to be. And Nobody what, said anything to me. Oh, well, no, they don't because you don't read your email. Do you expect it will be, uh, when will it, you expect it to be issued? Uh, Senator Kaka, there is an executive. <laughs> just imagine. Hi, my name's Adam Kaka. That just sounds like poop. Executive order that uh, is being considered. Uh, it is still uh, being uh, drafted in the interagency process, but I would uh, say that it is uh, close to completion, pending uh-huh. a few uh, uh, issues that need to be resolved at the uh, at the highest levels. Uh, and of course, uh, the president uh, will need to be involved. It's perhaps easier to say what can't be in an executive order as opposed to what can be in an executive order. He's we drunk. still need what. He's drunk. She's hammered. Yeah. Cyber legislation. We still want the Congress and, and, and appreciate the efforts everyone has made in this regard. Um, this is something that the Congress should enact in a comprehensive fashion. Uh, we've come close, but we haven't been able to get uh, across the goal line here. But it, it remains an urgent need. Um, there are at least three things I can think of just off the top of my head that uh, an executive order cannot solve. Uh, one is uh, it, it cannot solve some of the limitations we have on personnel and personnel hiring and salaries and how that works. That's the number one problem uh, is, is you can't get more people, more slavelets to run stuff. That's her top problems. It cannot solve. It's the issues. largest organization we have. I know. But this she, thing has got she, half the country's working for TSA or she, DHS. She needs more. Need more. It's about liability protections, which are often viewed as a mechanism to foster uh, timely and effective information sharing. Uh, and it cannot, we cannot, by legislation, increase criminal penalties for the bad actors uh, that we find or that the FBI finds. Bad actors. So those bad are at actors. least three important areas uh, that even a robust EO uh, would not be able to cover. Wow. How about privacy? Not a problem there, I guess, Janet. It's unbe- Here's what gets me. They got all these people working for DHS. They're not productive. 
in, during the Roosevelt administration where we were in a depression, at least he did the Civilian Conservation Corps, the Works Project Administration. They built bridges on the government dime. Mm-hmm. They built a Coit Tower in San Francisco. They hired artists to paint it inside. They did all these things. What you ended up, yeah, this was still government dole money, but when you walked away from it, there was something, at least there was a bridge you could walk over. What has DHS doing? They are just standing around, feeling people up. This is an unproductive administration. It's actually shameful. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up, and then I want you to get out of here with your clip. I have, thanks to, I think, Yellow Jacket, I have now the video of the chief tech. This is the, you know, this is the gig I'm going to go for, okay? This is the gig. When this show finally peters out, which looks like it's on the downturn, <laughs> at least the donation part. I think we're doing great. Then here's the gig I'm going for. Chief Technology Officer. Here he is at the uh, Social Good Summit, John. It requires no new regulation. It doesn't require expenditure of large amounts this is of Todd Park. capital. All you do is you basically take data that taxpayers have already paid for and you jujitsu it, if you will, right? <laughs> In machine-readable form, computer-readable form into the public domain, and then you let entrepreneurs tap into this national resource and turn it into awesomeness. I'm telling you, this is the gig for me. <clears throat> How come these guys are all fast-talking bullshitters? Well, he's also Asian. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. He doesn't sound Asian. He just sounds like a fast-talker. Yeah. Well, he's, he's one of well, these guys. Heaven forbid we have any... Uh, well, we, of course, Americans don't know anything about technology, so we have first that Indian guy and then this guy. Yeah. No, this this is... I mean, this he's a... Not like that a, he's not an American. I didn't say he's not American, but he, this is like a VC. He talks like a VC. We jujitsu. We jujitsu the information and we turn it into awesomeness. What does that even mean? That's like skip logic. Let's see. If right. Turn right. All kinds oh, he, of oh, he's, and services oh my God. And teachers. He even said right. Oh, my God. Let me hear that again. Oh, my God. He even he even said right. Oh, God. Entrepreneurship innovation that gave us everything from navigation systems to Foursquare. Square. Foursquare. Foursquare. Yeah, uh, no, it's... No, he didn't say that. What? He said Foursquare. He didn't say Foursquare Square. In fact, actually, uh, access, civilian and commercial access to GPS alone (laughs) is estimated to have contributed $90 billion in value to the American economy. (laughs) They all sound like Geithner. As well as improving all of our lives in all kinds of amazing ways. So this is actually a wonderful play in a lot of ways. It requires no new legislation. It requires no new regulation. Here it comes It doesn't again. require expenditure of large amounts of taxpayer capital. And this to the right. All you do is you basically take data that taxpayers have already paid for, and you jujitsu it, if you will, <laughs> right? In machine-readable form, computer-readable form, into the public domain, and then you let entrepreneurs tap into this national resource and turn it into awesomeness, right? Right? No, that's not right! What's he talking about? And he does this thing when he says jujitsu. He like he like goes. Wah! He does he does like a he does a chop. <laughs> he does like one hand goes up, the other one goes down. He goes. Wah! He does a jujitsu. Wow! This is the gig for me. This is the me and my Chevy Volt. Like, hey, you have hey. the right car. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm here for the CTO gig. <laughs> I got my Chevy Volt over here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, a lot of stuff I think we didn't get to, including the uh, uh, executive order. Uh, the president has now uh, announced the, the California transportation projects for the high-speed rail under the We Can't Wait moniker. 
The downtown San Francisco Ferry Terminal expansion project is uh, now funded, as well as the Fresno to Bakersfield section of the <laughs> Fresno to Bakersfield. Because everybody wants to go from Fresno to <laughs> Bakersfield. Fast. Real fast. fast. <laughs> That's 114 miles of awesomeness. We just jiu-jitsu that rail line and turn it into 114 miles of awesomeness, right? This is a fiasco of the fact. highest order. Fact. Fact. All right. This high-speed rail is a is it laughable. Well, it got me kicked out of my first uh, apartment. Yeah. And they're still working in that area, and they're making a mess. <laughs> the I don't know what the deal is. Uh-huh. And they're going to build what? <clears throat> yeah. A, a bus terminal? <laughs> they had a bus terminal, and there was nobody yeah. ever used it. I mean, you used it for the rush hour, and then it was empty. This is a laughable. As long as it's not mashable. Whatever. All right, you want to tell me about your end of... What are we doing here? Are we just playing the clip after the show, or what are we... Yeah, <clears throat> play the clip after the show. It's just <clears throat> a stallman going on and on about how everybody's... About the evils out there trying to shut down the Internet. Of course, Stallman's a little nutty, but, but you know, he's enjoyable nutty. And he's like, he takes everything to the extreme, and it, it's not as though when he says that we should be just stealing everything... <clears throat> He's actually saying we should be stealing everything. I like what? Stallman. I don't like his RSS feed because it, his RSS feed goes back to his RSS feed. I, it's, I know Stallman, and it's so typical. It's a little hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah. Have you hung out with him? I have. Uh, yeah, actually, kind of. <laughs> Did you drink fine wine with him? No, he's not that kind of guy. He's not a guy you want to go drink wine. Apparently, he's into parrots. I heard that, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, John, uh, there's plenty of work to do. Uh, right after the show, we are going to be testing a new audio system, and then it's right back to the social goodness uh, show on Mashable. Can't wait. And uh, we'll be talking about that on Thursday. Uh, remember us at Dvorak.org slash NA. That's highly important. Coming to you here from the capital of the Drone Star State. In the morning, everybody, my name is Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley where, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs> and we have a No Agenda producer update coming up right after the end of show clip on the show on the NoAgendaStreams.com. Adios, mofos. Censorship and the internet requires surveillance in order to do censorship so with the censorship goes total surveillance also and you see this with the systems of punishment without trial the uk has an official system of punishment without trial called the digital economy act in the u.s. there's no such law but obama brokered a friendly agreement between the major isps and the movie and record companies which are the enemies of the freedom of internet users where the isps will unofficially punish people without trial if they're accused of sharing you only have to be accused no proof is required of course sharing shouldn't be punished at all in any fashion because sharing is good that's part of why we should have the internet so people can share copies of any published work now when i say share i mean something specific i mean non-commercial redistribution of exact copies sharing must be legal sharing that is of any published work people shouldn't be allowed to share your personal data that's a different kind of issue but once something is published it's 
available in some fashion to anybody. So there's no secrecy about that, and people should be free to share it. It's got to be legalized. All the things that they do to try to stop people from sharing, they are all evil in their purpose. And of course, they tend to be evil in their methods, because sharing is good and with the internet sharing is easy so people share and when you're tr when somebody is trying to stop you from doing something that's both easy and good it's not easy to stop you they're going to have to threaten to hurt you in nasty ways so that's what they do with these three strikes type uh, laws of punishment without trial, they abolish the basic principle of justice. No punishment without a fair trial. And that shows just how far they're willing to go in destroying everything that a just society is based on to achieve their evil end. The best podcast in the universe. slash N-A. Shut up, slave.